Hey, welcome back to the Blue Collar Off-Road Podcast, episode 99. So, uh, three of us got back from Good Evening Ranch. Uh, Cody was unable to join us, but uh, Richie actually went out and did stuff, so that was kind of cool. We're going to have to bully him relentlessly if he's quiet this episode. Oh yeah, you should have plenty to add. Um, So yeah, I mean... Where do we even start? The trip, we don't have to spend hours on the the drive down. There really wasn't a ton going on other than the massive rainstorm me and Richie drove through, but nobody cares about my lack of sleep. That's just a, you know, this part of the course at this point. I I was continuously offering to drive, so you... (laughs) take a nap yes and then you take a nap for about an hour or half hour and a half <laughs> and wake up for a minute and go back to bed and i was like he's 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 sleeping i'm just gonna let you do your thing <laughs> I, I kept offering man and i appreciate and then, the offer as soon as that clock hit like five six o'clock or whatever i i was just awake yep. and that's when i was telling you to fucking switch oh but at that point i was just like totally dialed in like I was taking yeah. all those little swervy hills. You know, we were going 70 downhill, 55, 50 60, or whatever. <laughs> Some of those yeah, are killer. I, I, I distinctly remember at one point, I was Graham, why don't you just let me drive? It was like, no, I am fucking determined now. Because <laughs> we were so fucking close. <laughs> so close. We were still like four hours away. <laughs> That's still pretty fucking close compared to where we were. Um, yeah, and the fog was killer too. But other than that, it was like... And then all the baby clouds. Yeah, the, the fog. Yeah, the, the baby clouds. Uh, too fat to fucking fly. Uh, sitting in the valleys in between the hills. You'd go up a hill, it'd be clear, and then you'd go down and you couldn't see shit. Because um, it had been raining all the previous night. So, um, But yeah, it was a nice and drive. And I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure there was a little bit of ice coming down, too. I mean, really? it, it was... Yeah, well, it was, like, oh, it was... It was cold when we were in Pennsylvania, or that section yeah, it, of... Right at one point, it was like 28 degrees. Yeah, it was kind of weird, but um, yeah. Other th- other than that, it wasn't anything to be anything special. Um, just a long drive, not as long as Tennessee, but Tennessee we stopped in Pennsylvania after like seven hours, anyways. So that split up that drive. So this is a longer one, but <coughs> truck did good, trailer did good. Uh. Did pretty good on fuel, too. I was surprised. We only filled up twice. Um, yeah. That's it? That's not bad. Yeah, I mean, once before we left, because it was almost empty, but I'm not going to count that, because it's not a stop midway through. That's something I should have done before we even left. Uh, once in, like, New York, right on the border of New York, and then once in, like, past the border of Pennsylvania. So we made it through most of Pennsylvania, all of Pennsylvania, I think without filling up, which is kind of cool. Yeah, it was like roughly every five, four to five hours, essentially, we had a refuel. What tank size is on the Cummins? I don't know. It's either a 35 or a 40. Because JB's gauge goes down faster, and I know he said his tank was a 30, but we'd be filling up the same amount. So I'd be at a quarter, and he'd be at a half, 
and we'd fill up the same. Uh, so my gauge is definitely a little off. I'm not sure. It's probably... That's just a dodge thing. Yeah, I mean, it's the same with the Cherokees too, right? It's it's like... um, uh, What's the word? Um, it gets... It's less sensitive at the, the, the top and the bottom. So full, you can go miles and miles, it'll sit at full, and then you'll get more towards the middle, and it'll just shoot down to empty, but then at empty it'll sit for a while, and you'll have a ton of fuel left afterwards. Like, I think I've run the Cherokee basically dry, and it was at empty for, like, probably three hours, just wheeling, with no fuel in, or no fuel at the gauge, so... Uh, and it yeah. still had some in the tank, so it wasn't... The gauges just aren't that accurate. But, yeah. Anyways. Um, so we get there. Go to our cabin full of strangers Dudes. and uh, JB. Because <laughs> JB had drove down the night before. And he had hung <laughs> out with them. He went night wheeling with them. So he was all buddy-buddy already. But we show up. Absolutely fucking just destroyed. Luke, I think, got in 15 minutes before us. Yep. Uh, and I left at 3.30 in the morning. Uh, uh, you before go... we go, oh sorry, can I just butt in with my little uh, trip story? Sure. Before we go too far, whatever you do, avoid Kingston, Tennessee, <laughs> like it is the goddamn plague. Like, so I stopped to get gas there because it just happened to be where my fuel stop was, and there was like no way of avoiding it. Uh, you know, it was on empty and like the light was on and normally that's like 25 miles in that truck, but I was towing a trailer. So I had to stop. I stopped and I grabbed breakfast, uh, while I was at this gas station. So mm. anyways, get back in the truck, eat my breakfast. And I ended up getting a case of the shit and a O2 sensor fault in the truck from the gas that I got there. I got gas at a different station on the way back and had zero problems. Got gas in Virginia. No more problems. It was literally only that one station and uh, also gave me, you know, the uh, classic case of the runs. So that was like awesome. Fuck Kingston, Tennessee. That's not your first run-in, too, so uh, I'm surprised, and we actually talked about this when you got there, and you mentioned it, uh, as to why the fuck you stopped in Kingston, Tennessee again, when you already knew it was not a good place to stop, so. No, that's a different place. No, no same Kingston. place. It was Sorry, why would you Kingston. do it then? Because uh, I had to get gas. Like, there was not really another option, and... You hit kind of like a dead spot from Kingston um, between Knoxville and there on the highway. Well, well, I guess it can't really help you much there. Yeah. Well, so, I, anyways. I just don't wait until your fucking truck's on empty. Yeah, well, I've learned my lesson. I didn't think that you're, buying gas there was going to be the worst thing in the world. You're fucking towing a trailer for a long trip. Why are you waiting until you're empty? Because uh, I was on the road and it was early in the morning and I was just going with the flow of traffic. I'm sorry. 
Well, you should be. Uh, I am. Cool. Uh, I, I want but... you to know I'm very disappointed in you, Luke. I'm not surprised. This is the weirdest conversation line I've ever heard on this podcast. <laughs> this is not the weirdest conversation that's ever been had. I mean, just the the outcome is not going to be anywhere informational whatsoever. So anyways, so you show up to this place. Is it what you expected? Is it not what you expected? What's the what's the shtick? It was different, different. than what I expected. Different? Different. different. It it was just as good as I was hoping it was going to be, but in kind of a different way than what I was originally expecting. So more like an AOP or more like a Roush, would you say? It's it, kind I, of not really like kind either. Of in the middle. Uh mm-hmm. yeah, it's not like either. But for me, what was different was pulling in. The place looks like a horse farm. Because like, it is. Well, yeah, I mean, it is. But it is like, a horse farm. You know, from the road, you're not going to expect Wheeling to be there at all. Nope. And then, like, you're driving down, you know, like this single track, um, and you stop at the office, and they it's got, like, the uh, Wheeling permits, and you start seeing the cabins and stuff, and then, like big rigs just start appearing around you as you drive in it's really weird when you're first pulling in there but the cabins are super nice that's cool i i originally myself thought it was going to be more along the lines of roush but with cabins instead of just a parking lot and I have to say, like, you can't be farther from that than the truth, because, I mean, the place is just super well kept, and fucking just, the cabins are really nice, too. Hmm. And just, the everyone that we spoke to there was just fucking awesome, all the way from the employees to the other uh, park goers. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, to give you an idea, right, think about the closest analogy I could give you would be like, you know, um, what's that property near Brookridge that the name's escaping me? Battlegrounds? Battlegrounds, yeah. It's like Battlegrounds, if you will, as far as the wheeling uh, obstacles and stuff, but blown up times about 800. That's actually a really good analogy. So... That gets me really excited because I love Battlegrounds. I think Battlegrounds is one of my favorite properties. So yeah. the that there's like a really big version of it is really fucking cool and enticing. Yeah. And yeah. so so like what threw me through a loop was that to get to a bunch of the trails that we were going for, you actually had to do some trail riding, which you know, you guys have gone down south before, so you've ex- had to experience that some. This was my first venture down south, so I was really surprised that everyone was like, "You weren't even down south yet." But you know what I mean, though. Like there everyone's wasn't that like, much trail riding either in the grand no, scheme no, of things. But, There's but, more at for, me, for me that that was quite a bit of trail riding because you know up here it's just you go right out of the fucking gate and it's right there. That's true. Yeah. Fair. Um, one negative I will say for me is that. You cannot open up in that park. 
It is a lawless land, but you cannot go fast there. No. And that's a major concern. Why? Because Luke's like to go fast. Yeah, you really literally rode with me fast. at Roush. And my back still hurts to this day. <laughs> <laughs> my back's fine. <laughs> Cody got the blown out seat. Good. He got the better seat. Morgan normally sits over there, and she's like 120 pounds. <laughs> but yeah. either way, uh, it's, why it's, did that really take like take a notch down for the park? Because well, you I mean, go fast. He couldn't go no, fast I mean, anyways because his Jeep wasn't running right. Uh, we'll get as usual, too. but I digress. We'll we'll get there when we get there. Um, it was it the same problem? Uh huh. So you uh-huh. got lazy, thought you fixed it, didn't fix it. Is that what we're getting at here? Uh huh. Oh, it was very sad. Luke. I mean, Luke. I, mean I let blow it... that motor up again doing that, right? Listen, I literally let the thing run for two hours and then redlined it and <laughs> drove it around. Like I didn't think that there was a problem anymore because. It was warmed up. It was behaving, you know. We like I knew can't that really... it only did it under load when it like when it I know. Was so that's why load. I, like and drove it around. In his defense, it it was doing totally fine. Uh, like for all day Friday, a solid day. Well, then... I wouldn't think it was all day Friday, but it was definitely more than half of our day on Friday. It was totally fine. You know, like, I, I, I'm i sorry I couldn't, like, go through and test more than that, like. It it seems like, Luke, that it finally started acting up after I had hopped in with you and you gave it the beans, like, that one time. Uh-huh. Like, after that, it fucking just, it wouldn't go anywhere. No, it wouldn't. Yep. Uh, but that's still getting ahead because there's a lot more oh, yeah. over here. Okay. Um, sorry. So, anyways, we get there, uh, unloaded my Jeep, and I had the broken link bolt to take care of, which was bent and, like, all mangled. So, got that taken care of pretty quick. Not a lot of effort other than some creative strap rigging between me and Richie. Um and JB's M18, and we had that link bolt socked in there real good. Mm-hmm. So we were ready to go. Um, we headed out with the group, which... You're forgetting that uh, Graham couldn't start his Jeep at first. Yes. <laughs> I am forgetting that. What did you do now, Graham? All right, so past couple Got trips... A box to Virginia? <laughs> doesn't even run. Uh, so past couple <laughs> trips, if, I let, if I've let it sit for a couple weeks and try to start it, it would do this thing where it wouldn't start with the key. Like, just nothing. You'd turn the key and nothing would happen. Uh, but then if you kept turning it, it would eventually start. I didn't really think anything of it. And we were sitting there. We get to Pennsylvania, or to West Virginia, and... Uh, you go to start the thing, it just won't start. I do the usual, like, turn the key a couple extra times, still nothing. Rishi was standing there laughing at me because I literally I, just kept turning the key over and I, over. I watched him turn the key at least a hundred times, and the whole time he's just staring at me with this face like, if you fucking laugh, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> and I was trying so hard to not fucking laugh. Yeah, and it was at this point that, uh, you know, 
Luke wanders over with Colton and his whole crew, and they're like, yeah, look at this shitbox, it won't even start. <laughs> so now I'm under pressure to get the thing to fucking run. And I think he mentioned a uh, neutral safety switch, and then I remembered uh, that my neutral safety switch wires are just twisted together, and uh, they're corroded. So I wiped the corrosion off and twisted them a little more, and boom, started right up, and we're good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that makes sense. I mean, Luke has had that issue before with the whole... Uh, like yeah, I mean, I really should just butt connector them and call it a day, but the twist has worked really well. Uh, it probably won't start tomorrow, No, you don't but... butt connect... I mean... I Why mean, wouldn't that, I yeah, butt connect I, no, them? No, 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 just... I was thinking you were talking about like the wire nut. Sorry, I had a quick brain fart. My apologies. I mean, a wire nut would probably be better than what it's got now. Yeah, but like, no. <laughs> Dang, it's, I don't know how the fuck it's held on because it's been like that for years. Like, since I did the swap, and I've always meant to, um, you know, change it to something more rigid, like put it on a, on a switch to be cool or just like butt connector it like i said to make it waterproof and not rot the wires out and i just haven't done it it's been four years and it hasn't given me shit so i didn't really think of it and all of a sudden it's rotted and now we have problems so i mean to be fair it did get a lot of fucking water on it yeah yep on the ride down uh-huh yeah it was you guys wet. had issues with the rain or something uh, yeah it, it was like we, were, we were getting like storm warnings for the north shore when we had le like left, like we were going oh, wow. into a storm and multiple waves of it passed us. Fortunately, yeah. like a third of the way through, it let up and it wasn't as bad. But like for a solid four hours, it was pitch black. My headlights are just stock ass fucking headlights. Uh, you know, just when, when driving into Graham torrential hopped, downpour in the dark. It was fun. When, when me and Graham hopped in the truck to leave, we were both fucking drenched. Yep. Holy shit. Yep. Typical. Anytime you plan on driving through Pennsylvania, it's gonna fucking rain on you. Yeah, yeah. and of course the Pennsylvania. On, and I couldn't because it was soaked. Because I threw my hoodie onto the shop floor in the one spot that the water <laughs> fucking pulls up. Oh no! Well, that sounds like a you issue. I mean, like, come on. Yeah, it, it on, was definitely you. It. I mean, it was definitely a me issue. Yeah, I was. I was your shit on the ground. Floor is nasty, would, anyways. Yeah, who puts their shit on the shop floor? What is that? <laughs> well, I didn't care about it getting nasty. I cared about it getting wet. And it did both. Yeah. Sure did. Um, so, we get to the park, right? And um, all that. After we fix his Jeep not running, everything's going pretty good. Um, Colton and Nathan and Nathan's father, whose name escapes me, came over and they're like chit-chatting with us and so we head out to the spot called the honey hole which it's like the comp course at roush but you feed the comp course at roush a little bit of wheaties and you make it natural so oh, yeah that's cool yeah it was you yeah. could probably spend a whole day just like doing shit in that area oh, wanted... oh god yeah and you guys i don't know if you guys saw the backside of that either because you guys might have still been sleeping slash fixing your shit saturday yeah, morning I don't, I don't think i saw it what the the backside of that is fucking insane so 
we got down there and Colton's running around on his stickies with Nate on his stickies as well. And they're just doing stupid lines and stuff. And he's like, hey, buddy, I got a line I want you to follow me through. <laughs> well, my wheelbase denied me because it, I was just long enough that I could get the front differential to fall onto a rock while the rear was climbing. And there was just like no way around it. So it's kind of like a V wedge, if you will. And I ended up trying to go up the far right side and cut over hard left to like slam into the bottom of this V. And it just did not go my way. I almost flopped the rig in the first like, what, five minutes of being there yeah, like, uh, on the trail. Yeah, I'm not surprised by that. I didn't. I didn't uh, actually see that go down. I mean, I know the obstacle you were on, but I didn't see it because I was sitting there trying to fix my steering box, which suddenly started fucking pissing out of the cap when I turned the wheel. Oh, so, so that was so right when Luke was about to flop over. Was right when me and you were going up that obstacle, Graham. Yep. That was when oh, everyone gotcha. yelled, "Oh!" As I was about to flop it, and I ended up catching reverse just in time. But like, it was one of those situations where you know who I didn't was... catch reverse. Ram. <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> uh, so like, we're out and about partying and whatnot in this place, and it's going pretty good for me at least. I was having a ton of fun, and um. There was another obstacle where, like, it was just, I can I mean, only describe it as, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was totally interjecting, keep going. <laughs> I can describe this obstacle best as someone throwing three-foot rocks on the ground, like, throwing quarters, you know. Uh, they were just, like, or pennies on the ground. They were all over the fucking place. And so I'm in there, and I end up hopping up on this, like, six-foot-tall boulder, just giving it the fucking beans. Full-blown smoke show, sitting on rev limiter for about 30 seconds, getting them all warmed up. And then I just casually backed up about, I don't know, uh, two feet or a foot, dropped it into first and crawled over it, and that kind of set the pace for me for the rest of the weekend. Was that at Rubicon? Are you already there? No, that was at uh, Honey Hole. Oh, you were still well, in Honey Hole, okay. Yeah, we haven't even gotten there, and we got to cover Cripple Creek and all that stuff, oh, too. Oh, true, I forgot that happened first. Oh, man. Uh, There's a lot going on here. I know. Um, I, we never did the uh, the squeeze. I know we got there, and they're like, we got to send Graham through the squeeze, and I don't even think I saw the squeeze. Oh, no, we did. We were over you, there. You but saw it, it was, in the day. Yeah, but it was too dark to, uh, or not that it was too dark, but we were all hungry, so we opted to uh, gather firewood and bale. Anyways. Yep. Yep. Um, um. Yeah. So let's see. Do you want to talk about your little misadventures with Honey Hole, or do you want to just head over to? I didn't. Yeah, Cripple I didn't really Creek. have much to report from Honey Hole. I mean, there was a line that I was gonna do, and then they ended up having that steering box issue, which um, I've had before. So initially, when they said I was leaking power steering fluid, I was scared. Because I thought I blew a line. I got one line with one spot that's a little questionable. Um, that I need to replace. I just haven't yet. Uh, 
So I was concerned that I'd blown a line and that was going to be the end of my weekend right then and there. Or I'd probably just shorten it in all in all reality because it's near the end. But um, I was scared that that was going to be a whole shit show to fix. Fortunately, um, it was just the top of the... I had spare lines. What? I had spare lines. Oh, perfect. So it would have been fun. Um, yeah. But I, fortunately, it was just the top of the box, which is an issue that I had before. I definitely have tightened them. I don't know why they loosened back up. Um, initially, when I put that box in, uh, I had forgotten to tighten the back two bolts or something, or the front two. I forget which ones. And it had leaked out of there. So I'm sure the seal's compromised. I just need to pull the box at this point and, and throw a new top seal in. But uh, tightened it back up, and it stopped leaking profusely it was still leaking throughout the week but i sort of just ignored it and uh filled it up when it needed it by the end yep. of, end of the weekend it was it was doing i i was noticing it richie i think was with me and i had to jump out and top it off because it was screaming but at that point yeah, i didn't have a rear drive shaft and it was you know not my highest priority so um mm. yeah yeah. yeah other than that uh not, I wish we had had more time to play in Honey Hole, and I would have on Sunday if I had uh, not slept through half the day because of not sleeping for Saturday two days. But yeah. I kept I, off. I, I, sorry, go ahead, Richie. I kept offering. Um, so so I forgot to mention. You drive? That. What were you offering? To to drive the truck down so Graham didn't oh, go oh, oh, gotcha. forty hours with no sleep. <laughs> That's normal. What do you mean? Yeah, kind of. Um, I forgot to mention this, but another fun incident was about 20 minutes into being there, I almost rolled it again coming out of Honey Hole because I went up this uh, ledge and there was a 12-foot like diameter boulder. Uh, so I had to turn around using this huge-ass boulder with Tony spotting me, and this is going to be a common theme, and I'm already going to apologize, but Tony, we'll get you spotting better soon, bud. Um, and so I went up it, and, like, the rear end was just hanging out, like, a good three feet in the air as I just tried to get this thing turned around. It was great. Um, let's see. The trail that leads to Cripple Creek is one of the few spots that I was actually able to go fast because the group had really gotten pretty decently far ahead of me. So I was banging limiter and third on that trail. I, I don't know how. You got to be careful of doing that. It doesn't end well. Mm, well, well, that's. <laughs> That's a story for later. <laughs> yeah, there's all these stories for later. What are we going to tell him, Luke? Uh, this uh, well, this we is like the, what are we giving him the, the, the play-by-play? Like, where's the highlight yeah. reel here? But yeah. Um. <laughs> now, the play-by-play is fucking good enough, man. There was plenty of shit you're, that went down there. We're building all this. There's all this uh, um, suspense. Don't say it. it. Don't say it, Graham. Uh, I'm allowed to say it now. <laughs> You are. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so Cripple Creek is a really cool trail, and it's something that if you wield New England, you're never going to get to really experience. Um, essentially, not true. not true. Again, Battlegrounds. Battlegrounds, yes, but not quite the same level, if and you will. I, it's I argue that. 
I definitely argue that because the water added traction. Oh, maybe. What? It's definitely a... You you wouldn't... You probably wouldn't be able to wheel up something like that in New England. But Battlegrounds, when there's a lot of water on that that one trail up a creek or whatever... uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's it can be about the same. I remember going up that in my Jeep, I think before it even had the cage, and the door was flapping around and it was there was water rushing down that. That was way early on in its in that trail's life. It's changed a ton. It used to be a little harder and there was a bunch yeah, of water. Yeah, that trail but... used to be a ton of fun. Um I don't I'm just saying used to because I haven't put tire yeah, on it. it it's 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 still now. fun. The beginning part is is more fun than the actual waterfall portion now because the waterfall portion all the rocks have sort of rolled into optimum spots for getting Mm -hmm. up but i still like that first bit we have to take that 90 degree in and there's that like one spot that's kind of sketchy where it threatens to tip you down the waterfall but um Mm. anyways yeah this is not about battlegrounds um but i that's gonna that's a really great comparison because the just the way that the trails are set up is very similar yeah um so yeah, basically you're going up a, a a creek, like inlaid in the ground here at Cripple Creek, and there's a handful of really neat little spots um, yeah. to yeah. get up through there. We actually did that one twice, the all, whole way through. All running water, too. Yeah. Um, and to Richie's point, I do think I agree, because it keeps a lot of the mud from building up on the rocks it definitely helps with traction oh but yeah on the other it, hand it... i'm gonna throw another counterpoint that i really fucking noticed back at you richie i could not get my tires warm they were well, water cooled you like, could not get your tires warm but traditionally up here in new england it's common knowledge if everything is wet you're going to have a bad time well yes it seemed like genuinely that any rocks that had flowing water over them everyone just their tires just bit right on and they went up yeah with like um, minimum wheel spin so there's a couple of really cool points and one of my favorite points on that trail was there's a section about a quarter of the way up it where it's a big slab face that you have to go up with an undercut leading into it. Oh, that and first like, real obstacle on it? Yeah, that was yeah. super cool, dude. Like, I I like that type of shit a lot. Um, and so I ended up spotting... and oh, Was it... Yeah, it was Nathan. You remember that? That was fucking great with the broken was control Nathan arm. The- Okay, red so next XJ. Yeah, uh, red XJ, yeah. So he had an Iron Man suspension set up on rock. there. It's, it's that Iron, Iron rock, rock, the notorious Y Link that everybody hates. Uh with that weird upper thing. Uh and I don't think that's weird what broke. upper thing? I don't know oh. how to describe it. It's this adjustable piece that they give you. And I guess he had changed it and he had broken it once before. So he made his own uh, bracket by setting the axle at the right caster and then welding up a 
set of like uh, mounts to hold the axle, so it was a fixed adjuster. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he tore the upper link off. Which is weird, because the whole there. thing was attached. It must have just ripped right at the, the part that was attached. It ripped that. the... Um, it looks like he burned it in hot, because it ripped the area under the weld out. Not like a cold weld where it broke the weld, but like a hot weld where it took the chunks of metal with it. Mm. Weird. So... His front axle, when I walk up there, as he's giving it gas, it's rotating the pinion up. And as he's trying to back up, it's rotating the pinion down. It, it was quite funny to, to watch. And I, I know Graham knows all about that life, too. <laughs> <laughs> he does know a thing or two about it. Um, so we ended up getting this XJ that was wounded off to the side and running everyone through there. And I got to give JB a lot of credit because he took the furthest right line and hung a good five, six feet in the air with the driver's tire coming through there with a little bit of coaxing. And well, he couldn't see what was happening. We were just like, you're good. Just keep going. Uh, yeah, because it was. Well, I mean, know, it was stable, but it like it was up in the air. <laughs> that that seemed to be a common occurrence for JB the whole weekend. Having well, a tire. I mean, that's just what happens when you when you yeah, max out your that. suspension travel and put it in a weird spot like that. Like, there's just no way for no way for yeah. that to act different in that situation. He had the thing totally twisted up. Like that reel that I shared on my Insta. Um, you know, you can clearly see that it's, you know, just the suspension's limited, so it's pulling a tire because that's what it's doing. Um, but we all got up that section. Graham did, Graham flew up it because you were in front of me, right? Yeah, you were in front of yep. me. Yeah. Uh, you flew up it in two shots. I got up on there and I got kind of close to getting it the first shot just from like crawling into it and then trying to bump it. But I had kind of messed up my calculation for where the Jeep was going to go when I launched it. So I had to kind of choose a different line a little bit and reposition my nose further to the driver's side because it kept trying to throw me passenger. And after a good solid bump, it went up that. Well, passenger was where you wanted to be. The more passenger you were, the better off you were. Like, I, I remember when further. we went through there again that next day. Fucking everybody put their passenger up on that rock. I was channeling my inner Cody for that one. Good man. Uh, Good and man. Just trying to go for a line that I knew my Jeep could make. And I wanted to try. I'll fuck with it. You know, like. I've got confidence in the rig. I don't have confidence in the fuel pump, but you know, that's, that's another story for another time. Um, so I'm going to kind of turn this over to Graham because I think you would be able to tell the next sequence of events a little bit better, or maybe even Richie in this case. You're talking about the, the second half of it. We were waiting on those guys to get out of the way. Yeah, and where you guys were struggling, because I'm pretty sure Richie was riding with you, and then I almost flopped. 
Oh, you're talking about the log. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, well, yeah, the log was dumb. I was getting caught up, couldn't get over this log and this rock that just had all my tires in weird spots, so I couldn't get the traction to get up it. Of course, Colton had got up just fine with the stickies and his low YJ. Um, totally did not realize that he had stickies the whole time either. Oh, yeah, I totally... that, thing, that thing's sneaky. It, like, it, I, I totally it doesn't forgot. look like much. You, you look at it, you're like, un, under, uh, you know, leaf under, uh, axle, not much going on to the body, and, and just stickies, and it fucking works. Like, you don't need to spend a bunch of money on stupid shit, like, just... Yeah. He, yeah, he's bottoming his axles out on stuff, but it doesn't matter. I don't know what axles he's gotten that. I'm sure he said that in his, his 44 podcast. 44 and 9. 44 and 9. Yeah, and that's so, really like... He doesn't really need to bump it that much either. I mean, the only time I saw him get a, a little more aggressive was when he was bellying out. Not bellying, but like just bottoming out his axles and stuff on things. But that's just par for the course with a smaller set of uh, tires. And you can completely compensate for that. And his wheelbase is small enough that... You know, it, it's just, it does things a lot different than, than your cookie cutter vehicle on SUV, I guess, on one tons, right? With the stretch for the wheelbase to make, you know, the optimal wheelbase to make everything look stupid easy and all that stuff that everybody talks about, right? What is his wheelbase? Do we know? I'm not sure. Uh, I think he's stretched a little bit. If I remember correctly, it's somewhere around a hundred. Nice. Okay. But still pretty small. I mean, compared to... Luke's Jeep, my Jeep, JB's Jeep, it's a pretty, it's a smaller wheelbase, his footprint is smaller, it just, things that work for him don't necessarily work for uh, us, or in, in, in my case, me at all, I was getting hung up on weird stuff on this rock on the passenger side, and that log, like I said, uh, and I ended up getting like spit out by like pivoting passenger, I think, and scooting around, but... Either way, yeah. that one that one caused well, me problems. And then Luke comes in at a sorry, Richie. He comes in, you know, next and <laughs> knows I'd been having problems on it. So, you know, he comes in hot with the skinny pedal. Uh I forget what exactly you did to twist that log, but he just basically deleted the log from the obstacle and then it was easy and everybody else made it up without any problems. <laughs> Before he deleted the log though. He was like halfway up the fucking bank, and he's just looking. Oh, that's at right. <laughs> and he's like, "What? What the fuck am I doing, guys? What am I hung up on?" So I ran down to him because he couldn't hear anybody, and I ended up popping my head in through the passenger window, and I I ended up looking up at him like, "Whoa." I didn't realize it was this fucking sideways. <laughs> so, like, he sticks his head in the window, and he's looking up at me, and I'm turning my head down, or, like, just straight to the side to look at him, and he's got his head fully up. And so, like... I, I had to rotate my body a little bit, so just that way I could pivot my head up enough to look at him. So, like, what was keep? I think what was keeping me from going over was the fucking passenger front rock. rim. It, it was a tiny little rock holding your front rim. How tiny are we talking? Like, maybe a foot tall and, like, a foot and a half long. Rip. Get fucked, Graham. 
<laughs> well, no, so so Graham, I think, was diffing out on that rock. Whereas yeah, Luke he was dragging his axle tube into it. Luke went high enough up the bank to where his sidewall slammed into that rock. Oh. So, I mean, Luke was a good, like, two, two and a half feet further driver than Graham was like, at all. Because the, cause passenger was where I was getting hung up. Yeah. And I, I don't remember exactly what you did, Luke, to get out of that situation, but you pretty much just, if I remember right, you straightened your wheel and got the uh, the bead off of the rock, and then you just nutted it, and it went. Which is the story for how I was driving that entire weekend. Um, but, but you went, you spit the log down off the bank... And right into it, the hole. It made the perfect ramp for everyone else to just pop right up it, making Graham look like an idiot. Yeah, it was great. Um, so we end, or I ended up dipping out there. I don't know what else happened past that point because there was a group of buggies that were broken in front of us. Yeah, so it ended up being uh, Graham, Colton, and JB in their rigs along with myself and um the buggies finally started to move as everyone else was like fuck this shit we're going back to the cabin mm -hmm. so everyone bailed and we just kind of waited the extra like five ten minutes for them to all move Colton oh yeah and, and these were these are some georgia boys and they all had their fancy fancy shiny jeeps i mean some of them seemed like they you know, had some wheeling experience, but I mean, Others we're, talking, we're talking brand new stickies, like some thousands of dollars worth of tune or an LS or something. These guys had some money and <laughs> it wasn't helping them that much. We were watching this one dude. He had this, you know, this LJ with an LS on... I don't know what they were. IROCs? Like, they were calling them SXs, but those were definitely fucking IROCs. I don't know what the... And, <laughs> Somebody got fucked in the uh, Yeah, pretty much. That's what I, my thought process there. Um, and this one dude, I swear, you you have the big block, or not the big block, the LS, and he's he's getting on the throttle, he'll make it like up the first like tiny bit of the obstacle, and then he'll let off and roll all the way the fuck back down. It's like, what are you doing? Just stay like you just need to commit, and you'll make it up these but obstacles. And it was, he, oh man, he was he was, he was hanging things up. I hate to throw throw shade at people, but like, I don't know, it just all that money into yeah. something that just it's wasn't it's working because of driver issues. It's a hundred percent fine to throw shade at someone if they bought in. But didn't get the skill set to go with it. Fair. So, I will stand. Oh, also, they were they were definitely fucking just. I don't know if they were hammered, but they were definitely several beers deep because they'd been sitting waiting for their buddy to. Uh, I forget. He broke an axle shaft. Um, well, that, that I don't know how. Guy, you didn't need any that, throttle for that shit. That's the other thing. Like, just uh, go in, Graham. And, and this <laughs> is tell us how it is, man. <laughs> like, and this is coming directly from uh, you know Chris and Mikey because. You know, when we were at Roush, uh, you know, it sort of dawned on me that uh, my tires grab way more when I'm not 
hammering on the fucking throttle. Like, 99% of the time when we were at Roush, if I wanted to hit something and actually make it up it, I'd be, I'd be, you know, spinning them a little bit, doing what I, you know, have just generally done traditionally for the past few years, and they were like, just, just crawl it and see what it does. And all have been sitting in the same spot, not making any progress. And then I let the wheels just do what they're trying to do, and it will go right up. It's the strangest thing, but at least with the razors, that's sort of how it's been since I put them on. And I just so, like none of those obstacles. Both because we we did both sides. One side uh, the first day, and one time the next day we went through there again with the rest of the group. And we yeah. did both sides. And I didn't. There was never a point in time where I felt like I needed to absolutely hammer on the thing, or felt like I needed an LS to get through there. Um, like, you just didn't like. Oh, so you did hammer it though on the first day. Oh yeah, oh, because that- I could. The second day I didn't have an option. But- yeah. No, but it was while that guy was dicking around, bouncing from the left side to the right side and everything, or the right side. Oh, to that's the left right. Side right. The side I did the first day, I did hammer on it, but I put myself in the correct spot. Knew that it was slick and that I needed a little bit more wheel speed than I was gonna get from normal, just putzing around, and and I made a calculated bump and got right up it wasn't like me just getting in there all fucked up and spinning which is fun too to some extent don't get me wrong the the part that you're missing though is you bumped it right up onto your fucking belly (laughs) well that's that was (laughs) that wasn't from the bump that was just me dropping down past the obstacle in a weird way because I wasn't sure if we were going left or going right. So my dumb yeah. ass dropped straight in <laughs> and bellied out on the side of the fucking hill pretty much. <laughs> uh, thanks Quick for question. Tea. Was like Anthony the one you. with the black shirt and the gloves first day? Yes. Okay. Now I just trying to get reference on who you guys th- uh, were saying was um, similar. Oh yeah, yeah. We, we okay. mentioned it just just to for uh, listeners understanding here. Before we started, we made a comment that Anthony and Cody have a very similar mannerism and just uh, enthusiasm about things. It's pretty. <laughs> it was pretty funny. We had like a you know a new Cody. We didn't have real Cody, but we had new Cody, so it was fun. Well, thank you, Anthony, for filling in my spot. <laughs> Well, so a- after we winched uh, Graham off of his belly, though, JB came up to uh, the same obstacle, and he just started hammering it, trying to go up it. With his and race I- tires, I- right? Yeah. <laughs> the race so- tires. They are race tires. Too. I know, we were making fun of him for him the whole weekend. <laughs> but I had him back up to uh, reposition his nose a little bit. I was like, all right, just... You know, I, I was about to tell him to just try giving it a gentle bump when he just fucking dropped the hammer and launched it. <laughs> I had to run behind a fucking tree. All the meanwhile, he's pulling his passenger tire like five feet in the fucking air, and he just launches himself sideways. And, <laughs> some, and somehow it worked. Like, that's the part that doesn't, like, I can't. Uh, because compute. race tire. It's yeah, not a sticky, but it's stickier than a DOT. No, it's a sticky. It's a no, sticky. No, no, no. It's sticky. a race tire. AR3s are, are they're they're considered a race they are tire. Sticky. What are they, they sticking are to? A... The sand? They just have to float on the sand. They don't have no, to stick to the sand. They are sticky, mister. They are sticky. Yeah, no, but they're yeah, not they're the sticky. same as reds. 
Yes, they are. No, they're, they're almost not. the same. They're, the same, no, they're, not. they're the same tread uh, composition, just mm -hmm. different tread pattern. I don't think they are. It's a race tire. Totally. Let's different. put it this way: if if they felt red labels were stickier. All right, we. Why? I know we have rockaholics listening who run these fucking things. Uh, you know, just, are they race just tires hear, or are they stickies? Tell just me. Hear me out. Let Grant. me know. If you're telling me that a race team could have more grip on a red label than a KR3. Why wouldn't they run? Well, a there's a reason people are not using those and still using crawlers, the red label crawlers, and not the red label fucking checkerboards. Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> they're not the same. It's not the same shit. It's a race tire. We had this conversation the whole fucking weekend. Tomato, tomato. They don't need the to be thing. as soft because they're going 100 miles an hour through sand. Do you want your your gumballs to rip off your, I promise your rig? you. In, in a mile racer, or every racer listening is so upset with you i'm sure they, they are and i i want to if they are i want to hear it because i mean this is this is pure ignorance on my part if that's the case <laughs> and that's totally fine i will own up to it but it's a race tire not a sticky so but yeah uh, that's sure. uh, that's why he was he was racing up it uh because he needed to go fast because it was yeah, a race tire I, I just, it, it still doesn't make sense to me, the actual line he ended up taking, because it shouldn't have worked. Like, it just straight up should not have worked. Well, was he, he more should... on that right side with all the bigger sort of boulders that I kind of, like... Oh, oh, he started out on as far left as you could without hitting the trees. Oh, well, that's a problem, because that's all he... undercut to try to give, you know, some visualization to this obstacle is there were some large <laughs> boulders on the right side but the left side was undercut and a decent decent vertical bit nothing crazy like you could you could probably bump it up with a bouncer but not in a in a regular ass fucking jk buggy thing or a cherokee you have to kind of straddle both to get up past that and then bump it um so, so he launched it up the far left side, ended up, yeah, he ended up sideways in the middle of it, like the middle of going up it, he was mm -hmm. sideways, and then he just kind of slowly curved left again and made it. Oh, well, I mean, sometimes he throttle works. Sometimes. He came out on the left side of the rock that you bellied out on. Well, I mean, his Jeep is way taller than mine, and the suspension sits taller, so I would hope he doesn't belly out in a 2 no, no, platform. The, the rock that you bellied out on, he was to the left of it. His passenger tires were on the rock that you bellied How out on. How the hell? There were like trees over there. I, I know. know. <laughs> oh, wait. His race lights in the rear match his race tires guys. exactly it it's, he's building a race jk with a rear Dude. three link not trailing arms because that those are lame <laughs> exactly that's not ro real rock crawler of him okay he can't do that yeah yeah <laughs> Poor but i'm watching <laughs> i'm watching videos right now i am so excited for next year if we go back which i'm hoping we do because this property looks super fucking fun oh it's gorgeous like, and I'm the really trails are really fun we are most definitely going to be going back we have to. i really like, want to move the labor day weekend to that i'd be down 100 percent. i'd be down i 
I would rather see it be a different weekend, just that way I have an easier time of going. Yeah, you always do. We know. We're sorry. Okay, Richie, we're sorry. We know. You were just telling me how you had like five weeks of vacation. Me? No. No, Richie, on the way back from uh... Well, then use them. (laughs) Five weeks of vacation from work, not from my family, asshole. You got all the time. You can just leave. Richie, you can just leave, dude. That you can take all the vacation time you want. I mean, great, just find out the best idea. You know, the government might come and ask some money from you every once in a while, but you can leave. Nobody's keeping you there. Well, uh, Jess might chase you down and kill you, but it's fine. Yeah, oh, oh yeah. Fine. Just just bring Jess and the kid, right? I don't know. Well, that, I don't, so the that, reason that would that definitely was... be a good place to take them, though. Yeah, it'd so, be a tough like, one. Part of the reason I'm saying that, though, is if we as the Blue Collar Off-Road Group wanted to get a cabin, we could just get a cabin and split it across for everyone and their girlfriends to come down. And, the, you know, like, I'm going to throw this back to a previous discussion where we were talking about, like, the cost of wheeling Roush. Dude, it cost me $175 for the whole whole weekend at good evening yeah well, with so, a cabin no so luke to put it in even more perspective because that was 174 dollars if you had a rig but at roush you pay the same amount no matter what right yeah you have to buy a membership even if you're a passenger exactly so me as a passenger I was $124 whole fucking weekend. It was my portion Wait, of the cabin. At, Vir- at Virginia, it costed you $124 for the whole weekend? Yeah, that was my Including the cabin. The cabin rental. How much it, is the we, cabin I rental paid, per person? $124. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying, Cody. And we're oh, talking, oh, oh, we're oh, talking oh, a kitchen, fuck. a fridge, yeah. like full, full amenities. It was climate-controlled cabin multiple bedrooms there was a washer and dryer in there with two bathrooms a they shower ba- oh they did have two kitchen. bathrooms yep yeah as well yeah the, the washer and dryer had a uh shitter in it yep and then even if you wanted to rough camp it they have i think the rough camping was like 25 a night but for 25 a night you get a full restroom with showers with fucking scalding hot water. Oh, yeah. yeah, didn't they have a whole shower house? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, they have a full bathroom assembly separate from the cabin. That's where I went to go and shower, just because, like, there were other people around. So, like, I'm self-conscious about that. <laughs> yeah, he um, want his butt getting touched. <laughs> yeah. So, so he goes to the public shower? Yeah, well, no one was there. Yeah, he's fucking... trying to get he's trying to get touched by a man he doesn't know. <laughs> Duh. The fuck? Yeah, yeah sorry for that's you totally being cool. straight, Luke. You fucking uh, but, but so but, like, that, that's that's the biggest difference for me, Cody, is just the fact that if I went to Roush for the same amount of time as a passenger, I'd have to spend a few hundred dollars. Whereas for the same oh, amount man, of time. But... I was $124. You know, if you were bringing... Sorry. Go ahead, Cody. No, I was just going to say, honestly, with seeing these trails and seeing how much you guys enjoyed it and seeing how much there is to offer from this place and for the price, I don't blame you one fucking bit for wanting to switch up the weekend. Yeah. And, And, Cody, 
like my Jeep and your Jeep would still be able to run all the same trails. We would just have to go around a couple of the bigger obstacles. Oh yeah. There are plenty of Jeeps on, I mean, I don't think any of those were stock, uh, but no, yeah, plenty I, of I smaller it, rigs yeah, all making seven. it through things. And I mean, the traction is very similar to what we have in New England. If I had to compare it to anything, not it wasn't like Roush. It wasn't sandpaper rocks, but it wasn't. Um, it it was, it was very close to New England level traction. Yeah. Another point that I'm going to throw out there is right, like. If you're bringing your girlfriend to go to Roush or to go to Good Evening, the cost ends up being cheaper to go to Good Evening, um, and it pays the extra fuel just about. Yeah, because it's what, an extra four hours to this place instead yeah, of Roush? You basically just drive a little further through Pennsylvania and then through some fucking gnarly hills in Maryland of all fucking places. God, yeah. I, I did not expect to go through Maryland, and I didn't expect the biggest hills to be in Maryland. Uh, <laughs> we, the fuck? We went, through, we went through, I think it was, sorry, I think it was like around 50 miles worth of Maryland. God damn. I, Dude, that. I went to Baltimore, either, and I don't think I've been through that much of Maryland. <laughs> it, it was, <laughs> no, it Going through Maryland, it was either you're going up a steep ass hill or you're going down a steep ass hill. There was no flat at all. Unfortunately, it was oh. early as fuck in the morning, so nobody was on the road. So me and my my slug of a fucking truck, we're just bombing down these things and just <laughs> gliding up them. And at this point, I'm like half delusional from driving you. for eight hours. So we're just sort of you know taking those turns, sliding down, going up. It was it was working good. Well, mind you, we were going considerably faster than what Graham thought we were. <laughs> yeah, apparently my speedo's off by like 10 miles an hour. So, oh, we're going, miles so I was thinking like 70, but I was probably, apparently I was going like 80 down these things. <laughs> the same mountain range, Graham, that you're going through in Maryland to get there. I'm coming through in West Virginia because I spend more time in West Virginia than I do in Virginia. And I, like, was reaching up and tapping the truck, like, you're doing good. It's okay, baby. I didn't even... Graham did it. the same thing. I didn't... <laughs> did I tap it? Well, yes, maybe. you did. Because, <laughs> remember, I told you... Oh, that's you, right. You, you told to me not to... I truck in the same spot. Question you... for you guys. Dude. I'm here watching the videos, and is this a 24 valve ca cantilever suspension TJ we'll that I'm? That. We haven't yes. even gotten there yet. What the fuck, dude? What the fuck is that? That thing was. What is he, rowdy. Kevin? Is this Kevin? No, that's not. No, no. That, oh. that was his. That was brother, Gage. or can we talk Gage. to Gage? Yeah. Can we talk to Gage? Because that this thing, Gage, I need to just ask a lot of questions. I've already started talking to Gage while we were there about that, and he sounded cool with doing it. My so. only concern is, with the rig like this, is he inbred? Because this thing is insane, but it's probably still fun. You know? Uh, no, he's okay. like a... Um, he's a... What was it? A heavy, or a heavy equipment operator that works through his own business, but it's also part of a union. Uh, so he that, lives on Marketplace, and that motor came out of a 
truck that he bought for really cheap from what he was thinking. <laughs> so it's just, that's what went in it. <laughs> and it this was super is, cool. The fact that the like, cantilever setup even works well enough in rock crawling, and it's oh, packed oh, it with does. So fucking I mean, you so, so it's a YJ to it's clarify, right? It's got a 24 right? valve in a YJ. Yeah, There's nowhere weirder. to put anything. You need to cantilever that shit. Yeah, that, that's got, what he was saying, was that the cantilever was a necessity. He couldn't have front suspension without it. Not to Hang mention on. I'm going to cover this in a multiplication second. Of, are you going to talk about why cantilevers are so important? Or how, how they're a little No, the fancy fact features? that it gets weirder. Okay, the front 14 bolt is built to batch the, or match the rear cabin chassis 14 bolt. So, the cantilevers are necessary because it's too fucking narrow, so he's got, like, three-inch wheel spacers on it. Yeah. Uh, front and rear. He, he has honky. He's got some honking wheel spacers. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then he's got fucking trailer spindle fucking bearings to run the cantilevers. I was just about to ask, what is the pivot system? It's a trailer bearing? Yeah, it's a fucking trailer bearing. That's dude, I need, I need to, like, pick this dude's brain. Like, do we know what his, uh, like, his spring rate is on those? Because with the cantilever, you have to be... Chonky. Well, he's running... If no, I because they have to be light. No. No, he's running, like, 250 over 400. Jesus, fuck. That's not too, That's too cool. bad. No, well, you, you, you also got to remember how it's heavy got a twenty-four that or a twelve valve in the front. It needs Do you know why cantilever That's actually was relatively light. So, Graham, the reason why cantilever suspension works so well, and they actually used it originally in F one cars because the down travel that or not down travel, pardon me, the yeah, you, down you get more travel that, out of the shock. Because no, you can shut the fuck up. No, okay. <laughs> the, tell, let me tell the story. So, they designed cantilever suspension back in F one cars when they first were really, really engineering downforce because the amount of downforce that they needed to put the grip down to the tires was so exponential that they couldn't, they didn't have. Or current technology to put the proper suspension into it to keep it from just bottoming out. So cantilever suspension was designed, A, yes, better, like, you can package it differently and all that, but you can also multiply the um, the spring rate by then adding a fulcrum point. Yeah, so that's, which is basically that's what I was going to say before you rudely cut me off. It's crazy. I was telling the story first, yeah, though, like, yeah. get fucked. I don't yes. know. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's cool. You can get more travel and... Uh, what you said uh out of a cantilever which it's it's similar with trailing arms right i'm pretty sure you can because yeah i don't know i'm not gonna yeah, so, so to summarize though in a normal rig like you know if we threw a kenny lever on a cherokee you'd be able to get away with using lighter spring rates and whatnot and still achieving the same yeah, smaller one probably because yes. you're dealing with comparable weights uh, but really good person to talk with of, about. Sorry, go ahead, Richie. My instead bad. of having like a four O or whatever in the front of that thing, he's got a fucking twenty four valve. Twelve valve. What well, is the curve? What is the? I, I thought it was twenty four. No, it's a twelve. Well, oh well, it's either a first way, gen motor. He's got a fucking twelve valve in that thing. Yeah, which is and so that weighs how much more I, than I, a I was skeptical. Of I was like <laughs> twice. 
uh do you know dry they are 1100 pounds yes yeah so it's about twice um that poor really interesting you still need to have that stupid high spring rate for it to just simply support the weight of that motor and the chassis because you know that chassis's got to have reinforcements and shit on it to handle the twelve valve. One would hope that chassis is a little sketchy. I'm not throwing shade, but like it's a factory YJ frame. Oh, I think yeah. he just recently finished it, right? It wasn't. Yep. So he he, um, he just recently finished it so much that he didn't have time to weld the rear axle. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Okay. Um, he had so, an open rear end. I mean, at that point, you know, just get it out there. Even if it's, yes, a factory YJ frame is not designed to handle a 1,200-pound engine. But at the same time, even if you do and go through and put all the preventative measures in place, there's still going to be something you missed. It's just how it goes. Like, you're never going to get it perfect. There's always going to be something that either you don't account for or slips past and then you're gonna have to you have to go through and change it anyway so you I, I don't think that's really that big of a problem um there I'll will be revisions like it'll it'll probably be fine for a year or so depending on how hard he beats on it and then and then it will it'll probably oh, need he's some shooting that thing oh i know he is that's why i said a speaking, year or so speaking, speaking of how hard he beats on it the climb that you ended up uh Bending your uh, bead lock on, mm-hmm. Graham. He was not only was he just straight billowing smoke, he was smoking all four tires, even with the open rear. <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. We should probably talk about the night ride on Friday. You're, I don't know why you finished the day something. ride on. Yeah, Friday. you did. There you're was no night on ride on Friday. Uh well, all Graham's right, fair, fair. There's some fun shit for me in there. Uh, There was no night ride on Friday. I don't know what you guys are talking about. No, there was. Um, No. (laughs) uh, Anyways, uh, it sounds like we're done with Cripple Creek. Basically, it was that. We went through that. There was one more like little rock garden without anything of note. And then we scooted out. We met up with you guys. I think you guys were eating lunch or dinner or something yeah we between. were working on lunch um i grabbed a couple of beers and threw them in and uh away we went again yeah and then we went to rubicon so we passed through that homie was... hole did all that sort of stuff and rubicon's a pretty cool trail it's yeah it, it was great. kind of frustrating because honestly i don't know if it was just the conditions or what was going on but the traction there compared to most of the other spots we hit was was just not the same it was it was a lot a lot more difficult to get through that spot it was further down the mountain uh yeah. well yeah so yeah it was. and i was in the front so or no i wasn't in the front jay was in front of us who has a comanche he'd be a cool guy to talk oh sorry no, jay he had, he had a comanche uh i think his name is jay or we were calling yeah. him jay jason jay uh and he's got a a tan Comanche thing with the... He had the... Um, I was surprised. I was actually impressed that they were still intact with how he wheels. The uh, Those those fiberglass fender things that you see on like the pre-runner Cherokees. Yep. And he didn't have them on the back, but I guess he has you know a set for the rear so it, you know, it'll have bedsides. 
he had he had the rears at the uh, cabin. Oh, he just took them out. Yeah, okay. So that makes sense. Yeah, I, I, I don't remember where I saw them, but I saw them neatly piled up on the ground somewhere. Gotcha. Can we yeah. just talk about the fucking spray-painted dirty lifes? Those were fucking cool. Oh, yeah. I, I thought they were like, you know, that was a, a powder coat or, you know, they, he bought them like that. Because I know Method makes some different color wheels, right? So I didn't really look, look at him too closely. And I was like, oh, he's got red Methods on it or something. And, uh, you know, <laughs> we got to talking later at the fire. I was like, yeah, I just spray-painted them. The, the powder coat guy wanted 500 and... Uh, <laughs> I didn't want to pay that, so I spray painted them, and it looks sick. Like it looks really clean. So it looks good. Yeah. What do you have for a motor in that? Five three, I, I believe. Think it's a five three. Yep. Yeah, I'm just I'm looking at photos of it right now, and the wheels do look great. But yeah, I saw the little uh, cowl sticking through the. Uh, yeah, that that he, he had a five three, and he's not afraid to let that thing sing. We'll definitely be covering that one later because that gets. Mm-hmm, but we mm-hmm. haven't even gotten into the, the night ride hey, yet. Hey, as, it, as it turns out, you don't need the five three to get up some of those hill climbs on the night ride. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, it was that property is just fucking wild, and like it's a typical southern property with a lawlessness that's allowed. I cannot fucking describe it other than like pure perfection. Mixed with a side of terrible choices. I seriously don't know why you guys keep talking about a night ride on Friday. Never happened. Oh, it happened. <laughs> well, he said that because he <laughs> fell asleep. <laughs> he was curled up on the fucking love seat like a baby after sleeping for the I don't not the entire truck ride, but quite a while. He curled up uh, like a little baby on the on the love seat, fell no, asleep. Oh no. fuck. I totally no, realized. Huh? Go ahead, Richie. So, so I fell asleep outside by the fire, and I it scared the shit out of me because <laughs> I originally just like tilted my head back to look up at the stars for a minute, and then when I, you know, straightened my head out, fucking everybody was gone. Oh no! Yeah, and you were catching flies, my boy. Th- there was rev limiters, fucking bouncing off in the fucking woods behind me. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> Wait, we just left um, you at the fire? Yes! Yeah, we did. That's hilarious. Uh, I actually went into the cabin, but we're missing Grembo's fucking little barrel roll and my fucking almost roll that was pretty fucking hilarious, too, on Rubicon. Yeah, that was, uh, Rubicon was interesting. I'm a little mad I couldn't even put tire on that first little ledge so I could show JB how to oh. use the race tires. Uh, because Dude, that, that seemed cool. Ledge. But that I could first not... setup. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Are you talking about the one to the left of it or are you like the actual ledge? I'm talking about where you spent 20 minutes diddle fucking yourself. Oh, I know, I know. You don't have to tell me. And then it, you, you know, wanted to fuck up it. it. You wanted it so fucking bad. I was pissed. Yeah, dude. You wanted it. It was like like, every single thing was denying me. It was that that first ledge that just I had no business on. My tires weren't grabbing. Uh, That second ledge, which like would let me on it, but I couldn't get any traction once I actually got up past that tree on the, you know, to the driver's side there. Um, You know, just I just 
something was hanging up. I just couldn't get it past that rock on the passenger side, wherever the hell it was. Um, and no matter what I did, I mean, there were some okay bumps in there. I didn't hit it as hard as you, uh, but it was, you know, it just, it just didn't seem like it was worth it after about four tries, right? So backed off that, eventually got up somewhere more further down into on that left section past that main little lip. But then Luke's come, Luke comes flying in. Uh, what is that like first shot? Because you'd been sitting behind me for like 20 minutes as I tried all these Dude, different spots. He, he was yelling out the window at everybody to get out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the most important part of this story before we even get in there is that I looked at Richie. I want Smokies. He passes me a mar bread. I smoked the entire thing in about three drags, put it out on the side of the Jeep. And then yelled to everyone to get the fuck out of the way <laughs> because I went to go and hit it the first time and people weren't moving. Oh no, they were like so crowding like, around up there. Yeah. He I, know said, what you're like, about. I ended up standing directly in out. front of him. Yeah, uh, like I ended up clutching out halfway up the obstacle because people weren't getting out of the goddamn way. Because they so just watched I, me not make it, so they were gonna watch you struggle. So I put it in reverse. <laughs> Backed up a little bit, got my front tires where I wanted them to be, dropped it into first, and just fucking clutch dumped it to the moon, and away we went. So, you come off of this first hop-up ledge, which is probably three, four feet tall. Would you agree with that, Graham? Somewhere in there? Um, uh, not, uh, three feet, maybe. And it then, wasn't, it's not a ledge, it's like, I mean, it's gradual, there's just a lot of shit in the way, like, there's just everything yeah. that is, that could possibly grab a rear axle or a belly plant, belly pan, uh, or cross member is there, and it will grab it, so. Yep. And so, then, um, I clutch dump up that, and we're good, and I end up on the top of this, like, tabletop rock, tabletop rock, wow, English is hard today. Uh, I guess it's hard every podcast, but anyways, um, so I go skirting around that and I rode the rim with my diff cover, almost flopping the Jeep in the process. There's the Instagram reel showing where my rear axle just decided to like fall out from under it, basically, mm -hmm. um, and got into the next section and then my fuel pump died. Like, literally, that was the point where my fuel pump died. It was measurable. Because after that one hard bump up and then the tabletop rock, I couldn't get it to run for the rest of the weekend. That makes sense, because you hit that hard. The only way you were going to... you, yeah. I, can, I can even think. Because I wasn't... I didn't, like... I wasn't down watching you do that. I was still up higher. I was talking with Jay and Kevin. Um, and... I mean, we—I saw you from a distance hit it, but you must have hit that fucking hard, uh, which is he probably what messed that, up the fuel pump. He uh, hit that so hard that high school Luke would have been proud. Hit it with a forty-five hundred RPM clutch dump. Oh boy, yeah. Oh, okay. It, it uh, worked. He ping ponged. <laughs> he he I, didn't just bounce up it. He fucking 
ping pong. See, you know, like, you know, you know, back in the old days when we were at um, Harris Mountain where Colin would, there was that one ledge where Colin, the only way he could get up it was by basically launching up the top of this thing and then getting the front axle over because if you didn't, then it would grab and it would deny him. It was basically like that, I would imagine. It was exactly like that. Um, And flying over the obstacle. I think that's where I broke the fuel pump. Probably. Because I guarantee that broke it. In hindsight, it makes sense. And then after that, that, I got past... Sorry. Go ahead, Richie. Uh, I I was just saying, after you did that, that's when the Jeep wouldn't fucking run. Yeah. So I think I shattered the fuel pump. You you got hung up on something right on top of that little obstacle ledge or whatever. And they everyone was telling you, well, just bump it a little bit. And you were screaming at, I think it was Tony, that your foot was on the fucking floor while the Jeep was trying to fucking die. No, it was me. <laughs> oh, it was I you. Was, I was spotting him. Both me and Anthony were spotting him. And, uh... Yeah, it didn't. But that, it was as soon as you did that, that's when it started and fucking up like that. Yep. It was bad, too. Like, when I say it was fucking, or when it said that it was dying, I mean, like, we're talking foot to the floor, barely holding 500 RPMs. If I let out of it, it would stall instantly. Um, And it just kept going like that over and over and over and over and so I ended up leaving at that point, and I'm going to have to turn this over. You left? Uh, Pretty much right yep. after your yeah. Wait, so did you, did you not see the roll? No, I saw the roll okay. from the back. Yeah, because I was going to say, I, w- I have a picture of you like in the back. like You had kind of putzed it up. Yeah, I putzed yeah. it oh. up, but like I couldn't go. Yeah. So you rolled Graham just a little bit up the mountain from where Luke yeah, did. Yeah, we went into that next garden, um, <clears throat> and I was, that's actually, that left side where I was, was not at all where I wanted to be. I wanted to be more where JB was from the beginning, uh, but uh, Anthony had been spotting me through on the you know, on the left side, and I couldn't hear him, and he couldn't hear me, so there was really just a lot of lack of communication as to where I wanted to go. I was like, I want to go to that side. It looks way more fun. And here I am on, like, what I thought was the, like, the the lame side. Like, there wasn't anything going on. Like, there weren't that many rocks. It wasn't that technical. I mean, it was, but it wasn't as technical as the other side that JB was going through behind me. Um, so I was just, like, I was completely off guard when that happened. I'll be completely honest. Like it, the spot I was in, I I thought no shot because a the slope. Like there wasn't that much of a slope to the the spot I was in. There weren't many rocks for me to get hung up on. I just I assumed when I went over uh, on that rock that that rock was just denying me because um, because of lack of tractions, which had been the case for the rest of that you know previously on that obstacle or that whole trail. I guess was just if it wasn't the. The rocks were not. Uh, my tires weren't grabbing on the rocks, which was was causing me a lot of problems. Um, so when that actually happened, like I had rolled into it because I had been on that rock for, you know, a solid five minutes or maybe not five minutes, but for a solid bit of time, just trying to find the right spot for my tires to hook up finally and go. Which is why I kind of rolled into it, 
and and they had had a strap on me to like try to get the body to do something right and i was like well that's not gonna do anything this thing's too heavy for that to make a difference uh and they had like just pulled that off <laughs> and i was just sort of at this point just hitting it uh anthony was kind of spotting me i think kind of watching jb because he was catching up to me at this point um and I just sort of rolled, I wasn't going fast, but I just rolled into it weird, and then I just, I felt it, it didn't feel like it unloaded, but it was side, or, you know, a little crooked, and then all of a sudden it was just like, switch flipped, and I knew it was going over, I was like, oh, <laughs> this is, there's, there's no recovering from that, like, it, it just, it is, it's over, like, there's no way, I don't think I could have reversed that momentum and gotten it back, because of how the reel oh, was, no. was, 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 was uh bound up and it wouldn't have uh it wouldn't have made a difference at that point by the time i knew it was already like in in motion so i just sort of like sat there and it 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 went over i remember being on the roof and all the shit in my glove box or my uh center console falling out and then like sliding towards the windshield <laughs> and then going on the other side and and then i was done did you drop the stickers again uh, no, but Richie did not give a single sticker out to anybody, and we didn't realize it until after we had What left. the fuck, I Richie? <laughs> In my defense, wow. we all forgot about the stickers. Yeah, yeah. The stickers uh, were a, a valiant effort, and we will have to try again next time. Uh, Richie and did not it, hand them out at all. That should have been the first thing you did, Miss Sleeping Beauty, was get out of the yeah. truck after four hours of sleep and hand out stickers. But any, anyways, um, you know, you, you make it sound like I slept the entire fucking trip. Oh, it seemed like it. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> I, uh, I slept for like an hour at a time. And then I would ask you if you wanted to swap. You'd say no. I'm like, well, fuck. It's fucking one in the morning. I might as well sleep a bit yep, more. Yep. <laughs> I'm giving <laughs> you shit, but it's, it's, it's only because you didn't give out stickers afterwards or, and then you fell asleep for the night ride. <laughs> hey, uh, you're also the one that asked me like five times on the trip down if I got the stickers from Cody. I asked, I did, yeah. Well, I mean, I wanted to make sure you had them, and then you totally dropped the ball because you had them. Uh, you mm -hmm. didn't give them to anybody. But anyways, uh, yeah. I mean, it. I mean, as far as rolls go, it was. It didn't. It wasn't like I was sore the next day. It was pretty smooth just sort of did its thing and was on the side. Uh, we rolled it back mm -hmm. over, and then there was a moment where I was like, do I pull the plugs like a bitch and be like Curtis, or do we just try to start it? And we just started it, and it didn't even smoke. It didn't care. Uh, the only collateral was my brand new uh, fan shroud, which was a little sad, but at the same time, it's not the end of the world. So <laughs> yeah. up a fan shroud rolling. Yeah, that's the, not the, the end fan of the world, shroud man. broke, and that was it. <laughs> that was literally the only damage. Uh, I didn't see any new dents on the cage. Yeah. So Richie and myself were sitting there in the back um, in my Jeep while that happened, watching Colton. I think it was winch himself off of one of the obstacles. Yeah. Um. And all of a sudden, we just see Graham go hit something with gusto, and then barrel roll. I didn't it even. I didn't like, hit anything. It wasn't at speed. I just rolled into it. Like, if you watch the videos, I was just, like, I don't think I was at a first gear. It was a first gear, roll in. 
I just didn't expect it to go because I'd been sitting on that like that for a while and nothing had happened and then it just flipped me. There yeah, was but, there was no rev limiter, there was no crazy hero like I have to yeah. gun this to make it up. It was just like, oh, we're driving, oh, we're rolling. <laughs> the funny part about it was he cut the Jeep about halfway through the roll. So it just was like and then over on it. Well, it's probably because the- he was off the clutch and then it hit the tires and then flopped back on its side. Because isn't that what it did? Or did it just go like three quarters? No, quarter it went turn? fully over the roof. Yeah, it did three quarters. It didn't go fully back onto the wheels. It went. Ah, uh, okay. It went side, roof, other side. Gotcha. So, they, yeah, that was where I, I mean, I just, I haven't sat there and stared at the video that much, but yeah, I didn't know. If, if you watch my rear light. suspension, it is completely loaded up, and then the rear went, and the front passenger tire couldn't do any, it couldn't touch the ground, and the rear was just sprung it up, and, uh, you know, it was, it was would have helped in that situation. A no. suck down winch. No, I don't think it would have. That would have actually made it worse. A suck down nah, would have just nah, made nah, it nah. unload faster. No, would have kept. Yes, it would have. That is literally yeah, what it does. If, you, if you're using a suck down, you're limiting your travel. Correct. I don't. I would. I needed more travel. No, because you gave the springs. Now we're not getting back into this. Sure. Yeah, yeah, you need no, no, more. No, no. Suckdown wouldn't have helped unless the suckdown was connected to the fucking rock. Like, well, they wouldn't have done it. Listen, Damien was using the piss out of his front and rear suckdowns this weekend. They fucking worked. Well, yeah, yeah because he's got dude. air shocks. He needs them. Otherwise, yeah. oh, all of a sudden now you need them. For Jeez. air shocks, yes, because otherwise, <laughs> in your light ass samurai, it's just gonna sit there on the like stilts. Like, yep. <laughs> I get it. I get but, it, Graham. Yeah, yeah. Somebody else does it. It's cool, but me, not nah, fuck them. No, I get you're it. Not allowed to have a suck down. You don't even have. You need hydro assist first. I have it. All right. You know, I would actually be impressed if you if you installed a suck down winch, um, because I you know I haven't seen the, the hydro assist go in yet, so. It, there's Ooh. it's in the works Ooh. it's in the works Ooh. okay okay that's, that's some shots fired but oh, that's I mean, okay i get it you know they, they gotta go both directions i had shots fired my way for not having <laughs> a suck down on the roll that would not have benefited from a suck down uh <laughs> yeah you're right yeah you're so, totally right yep, yep i am i'm 100 yep. correct but uh-huh. <laughs> yep but yeah, we just rolled back over, started her up, no problems. Uh, you know, fuck checking your plugs, Curtis. That's for babies. Um, it's burn oil like the man that you aren't. Um, and don't waste everybody's time. And then I, I mean, we just we just sort of kept going. I pulled it up onto a flat spot. You know, checked everything in the engine bay. I didn't really lose that much. A little bit of coolant. Uh, I think the most fluid I lost was from my rear diff because. <laughs> that stupid breather i broke that last minute before we even left for the trip uh when i yanked the axle and the hose clamp had disappeared and i didn't clamp it back down and i just didn't have one that was the right size so it sort of just was zip tied into the cab and not attached at the axle the entire weekend i was actually impressed it stayed on um so i think the most i lost was from the diff more than anything maybe a little from the trans but fucking coded hmm 
your frame rail was absolutely coded. Yeah, perfect. To you know, it's like free fluid film. So yeah, I know it helps combat rust. Yeah, good thing I'm cutting all the back off at some point. You know, like it won't matter. So. But yeah, that was that. And we just kept going after that. I mean, we just rolled it back over um, and and kept moving. I think, Luke, you and Colton had, had you boogied to get your Jeep yeah, off I dipped. at that point. Um, so at that point, there was a couple of guys that had came up, and one of them had a code reader. So I grabbed the code reader and checked what was going on with my Jeep, just, you know, as a matter of... Uh, making sure that I wasn't missing any engine codes because before I'd had a distributor position sensor or whatever the hell that code is, cam position sensor maybe, uh, code, and a manifold air pressure code, which I had fixed before I went to the trip um, and got those taken care of. And the only thing I had was a coolant temperature sensor code so I was like, okay, well, maybe if the coolant temperature sensor is acting up, that would explain why it's running so bad because it's putting the wrong fuel trims in, thinking that it's running at different temperatures than it's actually running at. Um, no, that wasn't it. I swapped the thermostat housing, removed the thermostat, and put a new sensor in it, and it was acting up just as bad. But that's neither here nor there. We can get to the night ride because that was a ton of fun. Yeah, I mean, you didn't okay. miss much. We went up like a little bit more. Um, JB and Jay spent a bunch of time. Uh, well, there was one like kind of squeeze that everybody had to make make it through. And they all made it through pretty easy. And then I had a hell of a time getting through for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, it was just you know, school bus things, I guess. I forgot about Richie's phone in my goddamn glove box. That was fucking a hilarious little side note to this whole <laughs> endeavor. I don't I did not hear of this. So so I kept throwing my uh, my phone and the juice from my vape into the glove box of whatever rig I was in. Just that way, you know, because I, I can't fit in anyone's seats with all the stuff in my pocket. Yeah, I feel so, that. So I was just throwing them in the glove boxes and shit. And How much stuff my, do you have in your fucking pockets, boys? It, it was literally just my phone, the bottle of juice for my vape, and then that was it. I I can't fit into any seat with them on because huh. they all hug my hips. As so, they should. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We I'm, don't I'm all not have the luxury... Of you know being able to put our stuff on a desk every day, okay? We have to carry everything with us. I know it's a crazy idea, but we have to carry what our. What are you talking you about? Know, like, things. I mean, my keys go in the Jeep, my phone stays in my pocket, and my wallet stays in my pocket, and like that's there's not much else to it. Like nothing else has that much weight, and I can or you know that much volume, I guess. And uh, you know, Graham, when your hips are the exact width of the seat, you can't have something sticking out in your pocket you know even half an inch thick i don't know eat a couple eat a couple salads i guess <laughs> i don't know what to tell you i'm not getting you a wide boy seat well everyone should have a wide boy seat okay <laughs> anyways wide boy I'm seats my... and he was still doing it <laughs> so i don't know what to tell you exactly yeah you've got the fat boys like there's nothing 
There's no excuse. Oh, my in your my rig. phone stuck in Luke's glove box because like it jammed up somehow, and I couldn't open the glove box enough to get the phone on stuck. So that way I could pull everything out. So I'm like, you know what, Luke? You got my fucking phone now, and I just walked away. <laughs> but once we got back to uh, camp for a uh, dinner. I ended up going over and I started in like using screwdrivers and I think I think I used like a breaker bar at one point to try to pry the fucking glove box open enough to stick another tool in to try to slide my phone over to the sides from where it was hooked so that way I could fucking pull it all out and it took me like 10 minutes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, you you didn't miss much uh on the next bit it was it was literally just one little obstacle and then uh jb and jay getting denied for i think probably about 20 minutes they were sitting trying to get traction and there was just nothing it was a, it was a slop fest with this this little spot on the left that they were trying it but, was uh, way long minutes graham yeah i don't know it was a long time and it was just you know clearly nobody was gonna get up it without winching and you know instead of doing that they just backed out and at that point, it was starting to get dark. I think it was probably like 5 o'clock, so we called it for dinner, grabbed some firewood. Uh, Jay had a pretty sick little, like, electric... Uh, oh, no, it wasn't even electric. It was just a little chainsaw. Um, they used to cut up some of the, you know, dead wood out there and and dragged it all back. Started a fire, had some dinner. Uh, Fuck. JB and Tony struggled so much to throw those two pieces of wood into the back of your Jeep, too, Graham. Well, they were big fucking pieces of wood. I pulled them out by myself. Well, I don't know. You're you're a you're a big working boy with large hips, and I guess they're not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you want me to tell you. There's your praise. That's funny. But yeah, we we got that done. Ate some dinner, had some beers, uh, and and we all knew the night ride was was going to happen because that's just what you do when you're allowed to go on a night ride. Um, Richie fell asleep on the love seat, uh, so he has nothing to add. Outside. He was out. I fell asleep outside. Thank oh, you true. very much. Yeah, you fell asleep outside. They were throwing. They I think they piled beer they cans piled. in your lap. <laughs> Someone told me that I had a bunch of beer cans in my lap. They were they were doing something. They were, they were. Uh, they were definitely fucking. There were me. there were there were some quarters I think flying toward trying to get up in your mouth, but didn't happen. That's nasty. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you guys? Let oh, the boys sleep. I, I was I was told that you guys tried to wake me up. You couldn't, so you guys stacked beer cans on me and then left. Yeah, that's what I was told. Um, and I mean. We weren't trying to do anything crazy for this night ride. We were just going to Jigsaw. The plan was to go to Jigsaw. So we were scooting down this one thing. And we ended up taking a detour. I don't know why. I mean, it wasn't at all by Jigsaw. We, It was like behind our cabin. We were just doing this loop behind the cabin for some reason. And... Um, uh, I mean, just sort of going, going down, we went through this, uh, this pretty cool, like rock ravine thing. Uh, I don't know who was with me. Oh, Anthony was with me. So uh, he, he can't add to the story yet uh, unless we have him back on, <laughs> but we were go th went through this little rock ravine thing and not, not anything crazy. Uh, 
up a couple little things. Again, nothing nothing of note. Uh, and then we hit there was this this one spot where everybody except for Jay with his five three had scooted up it, and he had had he had a decent time getting up there. I mean, it was it's slick. Uh, you know, it was covered in leaves because it's October and just general dirt and crap. It was not the greatest of traction. Uh, and everybody else had sort of gone to the right, and then Luke puts tire on it. So I was like, okay, well, if Luke's going to try it, I'm going to try it. Uh, so, Luke, I'll let you kind of explain your struggle, because I know you were sort of there for all this as well. And The only reason oh, I, I hit it was because you put tire mad. on it. I was fucking mad. You could probably tell the story better than I can, because the only thing that comes to mind from that is just rage. Yeah, you were sitting there, uh, and you actually, like like I said, the reason I did it was because you did it, and you actually almost had it. Like, it looked like it was going to go, but the motor just wouldn't do it because of the fueling problems. So, uh, so like, I guess I'll just hop in real quick. Um, this ledge setup that was in front of me, I hopped up on there. The first time, I couldn't quite get it. Second time, I got really close third time i was fucking there and like i was bouncing rev limiter and then the jeep just shuts off on me like i was three quarters of the way up the first step and once you get the first step the second step's just like really easy to hop up i had already gotten all my tires on there and it just dies so I ended up fucking having to like clutch out and fucking back down this thing. And that's the thing. You you can get up the hard part. The hard part is that first section. But if you stop, you're not making it up the rest of that hill just because of how slick it was. So you needed the momentum from the bump from initial get go. If you didn't have that, you weren't making it up. And yeah, but it like died on me, so yeah, there was yeah. no way I could get. No, you up had it. no choice. You didn't have an option. It was you're you're at the mercy of your fueling system. So, anyways, you were frustrated as hell, backed off, and I was like, okay, well, if Luke can almost make it up with half a fuel pump, then I should have no problem making it up. Uh, and I don't know no how many times it up. Yeah, I don't know how many times I had sat there at the first bit because it took a couple tries to center myself. It took by the time that I had gotten out of the Jeep unharnessed and walked over, it was probably... I think you made it on your fourth shot up. Yep. Because uh, so, the and tricky spot was it kept kicking you. It would kick you to one side or it would kick you to the other side. And neither side was good. Like, one side dropped you off a ledge, uh, and the other side, uh, you know, if you got sideways far enough, you were you'd be probably rolling as well. So... At least for the first half. Once you got up on the left, it got a little more reasonable. But for the initial chunk, right, it was a bit of a drop on the left and on the right. And the right on the entire way, at least in that spot where it actually mattered, I mean, technically, if you were a dumbass, you could continue on the throttle and slide all the way over there and, and fall off. But uh, I, I was probably diddling around in second gear, low range, just trying to get up it. And then... Once I had figured out where it wanted, it was going to put me and that it was going to kind of fight to stay straight, we went into third. Anthony kind of looked at me with uh, 
he was a little concerned. <laughs> and then we just fucking hammered it. And it, it did exactly what I expected. It kind of went side to side. I just kept the wheel or kept the, the Jeep moving in the general upward forward direction. And we just, just hammered through it right on up. And, you know, these guys and Jay and Kevin and the, you know, their LS Cherokee were kind of, I don't know if I dumbfounded as the worst, but they were, I was impressed with it because that is like definition of where you want horsepower over, uh, over gearing and whatnot. But third gear and low, low four O does the, is about the same apparently. Of course, so. slinging rev limiter. From oh, it was on it up that rock. <laughs> I wasn't letting off as soon top. as I knew it had momentum. Like there was no no shot because I knew if I stopped, I would be I would be fucked, and it'd be even worse with the four O and everything else than I would be if I just kept on it, keeping it in the general direction it needed to go. So, uh, that was. Probably one of the funnest things we had done all weekend. Uh, honestly, that obstacle right there, because it was just a, it was a mess, uh, and just one of those do or die sort of things where, you know, if you mess up and let off, you're not going to have a good time, but if you don't and you make it, it's super cool, and it was super cool. Yeah, so. that was that was a hero moment, yep. if you will. Oh, I was um, feeling, I was feeling good after that, which leads us into the next spot at Jigsaw where. Uh, where things did not go so hot. I got to pretend to be the big elephant. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't, the, we, I don't even see the rest of Jigsaw. I don't know if anybody else did. JB would have to tell the story, I guess, or one of the other guys we were with. JB uh, was just like, fuck this shit, and cut his own fucking trail <laughs> yeah. right to the top of it and was yeah. just sitting up there. Yep. Um, I'll, I'll let you Who, did, who did you ride with? Oh, no. I My Jeep was there. I oh, told you actually you, out. you went there? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Jesus. Um, because I forgot it was running a little better. Uh, and you had had it up the whole time. I forgot when you had went back. But <laughs> so the first part of Jigsaw is this this little ledge. Nothing crazy. Like you wouldn't think of it as as an obstacle really in anywhere. Um, this is why it's so stupid. I was tough because of how muddy it was. That's really the only thing it had going for it. But I got my front tires up on it, and I figured, okay, well, I've gone up plenty of these. It was basically like a slightly bigger version of that little ledge staircase thing at Mabel. Yeah. Like, just a little bit more than that, but imagine it just covered in fucking southern mud. Uh, covered in pig shit is the best way to put it. Yeah, pretty much. It was bad. It was it was slick. But I got the front up, so I was like, okay, we're 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 in the clear. The all the weight is in the front, and it's going to be less muddy up in the front, so I'll get traction and I'll go. But there were a bunch of people sort of close to the top, and I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna have to hit it a little bit, so let's have them move. Well, they moved their shit out of the way, and my dumbass put it in third gear low low and just pinned it and it hopped. And I think there's a video of it hopping. I don't know where it is. I'll post it if I find it. Uh, it should be in there in the in one of those folders, Cody. I know you're poking. I didn't end up seeing it. Uh, it's a, it, it, it should be in the Friday. Uh, maybe not. I don't. It might have been another guy that had it. Maybe Kevin had it. But there is a video. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah, I guess the rear end bounced real high, and I don't think I let off the off the throttle, and we hit the ground and. Bye bye drive shaft, bye bye traction bar again. So 
that sort of ended my 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 night wheeling stint. Um, yeah, and, and I was concerned. So Unfortunately, I had brought a spare drive shaft, so I wasn't. I, I knew I wasn't completely fucked, but I needed a conversion joint because the one I had was a thirteen ten, not a thirteen fifty. Fortunately, Luke had one of those, so we were in the clear for Saturday. But uh, you know, no traction bar was kind of a bummer. Uh, I will say, uh, I think it's the owner of Good Evening Ranch. Uh, somebody had talked to them about us needing welding, and he said he would do it. But my dumbass, you know, with having to, with waking up late in the morning because of all the shit that we had done uh, for the past two days, on, as far as hang on, I've got okay. some stuff to throw in there about the night ride. Okay. So I picked up Jake from State Farm. Awesome dude. Really, Supposed really nice khakis. guy. Really cool. Not wearing khakis. Wearing Jake. blue jeans. Couldn't be Jake then. Um. So he hops in with me. And my glove box starts malfunctioning and popping open whenever I would hit the gas pedal. So we're riding and whatnot. And like we hit a couple of ledges. We went through that uh, foxhole was the name of the trail. And um, that was where my glove box really started to let go because we were like hammering to get out of there. And when I say hammering, I mean, like, I was letting that bitch sing on rev limiter for a 30-second window just, like, to clear from the bottom of the foxhole to the top of it. Um, so he ends up taking a Coors Light can, or, a, I'm sorry, a Coors Heavy can, and he, like, folds it into my glove box to get the latch to kind of grab and so it can't pop open and right as Graham is going to blow his stuff up the fucking uh or sorry did we even cover me getting lost no no oh you my did get God. lost but we found you uh yeah so, so I got lost uh in there I forgot about that. And that was great. Graham had to come all the way back down. A and theme, find a me. theme of night rides getting lost. Yes. <laughs> uh, quite the theme. Um, well, <laughs> don't say it, Graham. Just don't say it. <laughs> um, so we end up going up there and like, we're coming up to the next ledge and the core's light can finally fails. So my glove box pops open again and the light comes out and he just looks at me and he goes, I don't know what the fuck's going on with your goddamn glove box. So while Graham is fixing his drive shaft literally being split in half and he broke like an Adams 1350 drive shaft clean up the center. Not mm. twisting the shaft, like no, just blew like, the it, slip yoke apart. I didn't it, even think that was an option. Uh... Yeah, it's odd. Um, so like I'm like, all right, cool. So I end up I'm working on my glove box. I pass Graham the wrenches he needs, and I fix my glove box. And they're like, yeah, you might want to end up turning around and towing him out of there. So I didn't even get to hit jigsaw, which honestly was probably for the better, given my fueling problems and everything. Um. But I had to back up the ledge that he was talking about to be able to hook my strap to him to pull him out. 
Getting up that ledge took about six fucking tries and a rev limiter bump in reverse. You want to talk about feeling weird, not being able to see the direction you're going, and having to go down to lap belts and holding on to the cage with the steering wheel being held with one hand so you could see where you're going is a weird fucking feeling. Um... So, we end up strapping up to Graham, and we're pulling him out of there, and there was a couple of spots where, like, I was on a, in first gear, and for some reason my fuel pump decided to cooperate for this, to pull him out, because he was, like, lame ducking it behind us as the baby elephant from <laughs> Cody's old hatch, um, getting towed out of there. There's a reason so. I left that sticker. <laughs> it's just it's so fitting so i'm pulling him out of there and we finally make it up to the big horse barn and so i'm like hey jake you want to just go unstrap us and you know whatnot so he hops out of the jeep and this 90 pound rottweiler comes running around the fucking barn <laughs> it's like about this <laughs> freaking the fuck out so he goes and he's like man i really don't want to unstrap you standing in the doorway and i'm like okay well i guess we'll just drag him out of here the rest of the way <laughs> and so i shit you not he grabbed the top of my roll cage the top of my door and swung himself into the seat in one fluid motion he shuts the door looks at me and goes, you got another beer? And let's get going. And I'm like, okay, so I just drop it into first and he's like, no, we need to go. So, like, I grabbed second with Graham behind me. I think you ended up in, what, fifth? Yeah, I think by the end I was in fifth gear <laughs> trying to let you dra drag me. <laughs> because I couldn't... So, like, I'm grabbing second gear, and the dog is running behind Graham's Jeep by <laughs> just, like six <laughs> until we clear around the corner of this horse barn. And at that point, we're halfway back to camp, so I'm not fucking unstrapping. <laughs> and Jake was so fucking rattled that he wasn't going to unstrap. Yeah. You don't think the dog just wanted to say hi? You think he's actually gonna like rip you up if you got out? It's a Rottweiler. Who knows? It's a True. Rottweiler that was doing like that furious barking, like "How dare you make me have to get up?" kind gotcha. of barking. Um, with like drool hanging off of his face, <laughs> and we we're just like, "Nope, not today." <laughs> so. I did not hear about this dog episode. <laughs> yeah, there was a dog. He was so angry. we get Graham back to camp, and I'm like, well, at least that's over. Um, And I think we went to bed at that point. Yeah, the rest of those guys had uh, looped around within like the next 20 minutes, and then uh, that, was, that was it for day one. Here, we're an hour and 50 minutes in, and we're only on the first day. Granted, there were only two days of wheeling. We would have stayed uh, on... I don't even know what day it was. We would have stayed for Sunday had I not blown up. But Luke was broken. Uh, I had no more drive shafts at this point. Spoilers. 
Um, and, and JB wasn't broken, but it's just cause he didn't wheel hard enough. So, uh, he needs to try harder next time. So we, we ended up leaving on, <laughs> uh, uh, that was only Friday, Sunday. Sunday morning or Sunday at like midday, I guess. Cause we, we kind of, yeah. we weren't in any major rush. Well, before we get to Sunday, let's cover Saturday. Oh, I know. I know. There's quality content in there. Yeah, no. And Sunday or Saturday was, uh, right. We'd fit around with the urgy trying to get it to fix, get it fixed. Cause at this point we didn't think it was fuel pump still. Uh, we were still convinced it was other things sensor related, but um, after a lot of fiddling, we we you know there was nothing Call else to Jacob. be a problem. Yeah, Jacob set us straight. Uh, as yeah, he generally um, does with motor stuff. Uh, so like my Jeep was running rich, which you wouldn't think would equal out to a problem, but when I was uh, talking what? to Jacob. Yep. I would, I, not yeah, a fuel pump out, you, you fouling out plugs it would cause many issues no but you wouldn't think the fuel pump is broken if it's running rich why not uh we'll get to that so okay. i called jacob and the conclusion we ended up coming to from my rig was that because the spark plugs were white it was running lean and the reason that we ended, but it was running rich when it was trying White to catch is detonation, itself. by the way. It's the aluminum uh, from the pistons on your, uh, it wasn't that plug. bad. It's just like a lightish brown white. It wasn't like aluminum detonating level. Okay. Um, so we were talking with him and he goes, you know, it sounds like what's happening is it's leaning out when the fuel pump cuts whenever you hit a bump, because that was what was preceding the uh, Jeep dying on itself. Is I would hit a bump and then it would die. So he said, you know, it sounds like it's coming back rich because it's trying to overfuel if you don't get out of the throttle. If you get out of the throttle and then get back on it, does it try and clean up? And I was like, yeah, that's actually perfect to a T. And he goes, yeah, you've got low fuel pressure at some points because the pump is intermittently dying. And then we realized very rapidly that I broke the fuel pump. Again. I'm not super surprised, to be honest with you. I'm not super surprised. I'm just saddened because it's a different style of fuel pump. And this time, instead of breaking off the bottom of the fuel pump, it actually broke the fucking uh, the internal pump itself. Mm. So the fuel pump itself is entirely 100% there working as it should be except for the pump that sends pressure through it. So have you have you pulled it yet to confirm? I really don't have any way to confirm except for loading it up or putting it under bumps with a really long fuel pressure gauge to see where it's dipping. Mm. Um, but I'm trading fuel cells with Tony 
so Friday night I'm meeting up with Jake because he'll be down in Tennessee and we're trading fuel cells. So Tony is getting my cell and I'm getting an RCI with um, the inputs for just like an inline pump and I'm going to an inline. Gotcha. There you go. Um, you know, I've given up on trying to make that system work and I would rather run a wall road 255 with a manual pressure regulator and the bypass on it and just run the bypass right back into the tank. So from what I'm looking at, the fuel pressure, uh, should be about somewhere in the realm of 80 PSI going into the bypass. And then I'm going to set coming out of the bypass right around 58 or 56, I think it is, for a Cherokee. So it should hopefully alleviate my problems. And then if I do blow a fuel pump, it's not a 24-hour repair. But Yeah, that's like Saturday, go to the store, get a new pump, call yeah. it a day. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think Saturday, right, like, the actual wheeling we got to do wasn't that crazy. We re-ran Cripple Creek and a couple of other trails. It wasn't, I don't think that that was all that noteworthy. I think the night ride nope. Saturday. Nope, there, there was something on Cripple Creek. Tony almost died. I forgot about that. Yeah, you're right. What happened? Uh, was it like a bear? No, um, Josh, I believe, and Jake. his family, J Jake, was uh, going up that first obstacle that we spoke of earlier, and he started in um going over. Like, no, no, he he was actually sitting on his side, and so Tony and a couple of the guys just went over and shoved the Sammy because you know, it's a Sammy. It's fucking light as fuck. Shoved them back over and Jake fell all the way down onto, you know, flat ground. And Tony fucking must have put a little bit too much into the shove because he followed the fucking Sammy oh, and landed on the fucking hood. On the hood. Holy shit. And there was, like, no way to catch him or anything. So, Tony dents the hood on this samurai. Not that you could tell. No, it was kind of raisined already. It but kind it was of. a good little dent. Um, yeah, what else happened then? Uh, we had... It wasn't on that trail, but there was a couple other noteworthy incidents. Um... What was the trail we ran after that? Because I remember. Graham well, the first thing hit... we hit was at least when we joined in. It was we hit Cripple Creek, um, and again, like we we probably should have grabbed JB or somebody for this because they'd be able to fill in some of the gaps here. Um, and then we'll have somebody on at some point, I'm sure, to get more of an account on this as we generally do. But we did Cripple Creek, and then from there, where did we go? Um, we kind of just I, did. I don't. I don't remember what you guys did, but I went out onto um. We kind of did a we did a big loop. Like it, it was it was called ice cream. 
Yep. I, I did a trail with JB called Ice Cream. I forgot that, about that. That wasn't that, that crazy. Well, no, I, well, you weren't there. No, I was with Graham. Yeah. And you guys weren't there. Oh. On was this ice earlier? Cream. Oh, yeah, you it was were there. Earlier. You were with JB in the morning. So you can account yeah. for any, all the stuff you did in the morning. So go yeah. for it. So we, we did ice cream and. That wasn't that bad. Most of that re was really just bombing around the whole property. And me and JB got to see a good portion of the property bombing around on all the green trails. Huh? He can only go 20 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah, well, we weren't going 20 miles an hour. Why does he need race tires these... if he can only go <laughs> 20? We kept going down these stupidly stupid... Deep fucking hills. Yeah. So another thing is, I think this property is like 800 acres. 400. 400. That's not that big. It's not huge. But there's a lot packed into it. Similar to how Battlegrounds is like 28 or Richie's property. That's like 28. Yeah. But you can spend a day wheeling there. Huh. That's a good illusion. But we, we ran on ice cream, which that was really nothing to, uh, you know, run home talking about. And then uh, that, we somehow ended up in, I think it was called Lion's Den or something along those lines. Lion's Den is in uh, yeah, Kentucky. That, that's in so. Kentucky. I don't think, unless it's like knockoff Lion's Den, which is very possible. No, but, it. Uh, it was definitely called like Lion's Den or yeah, Lion's Den. And then there was a couple little offshoots on it. That's the other and thing. That... A lot of these trails are unmarked. Like a lot of them just straight up don't show up on the map. They're there, but you can't find them on the map. Um... But what Lion's Den was like, um, if you took the uh, honey hole and just stretched it out into a full length trail. Mm. Like it was a lot of fun. Oh. And the uh, the picture of uh, Damien's Sammy there with the uh, where he's got his front end all the way up a uh, fucking rock face with the uh, passenger tire just kind of chilling in the air. That was on lines then. Gotcha. I'm a little sad I missed that. That sounds fun. Um, oh, yeah. Well, I, I tried getting you guys to come down to us. Yeah, I, was, um, I, I think at that point I was probably done because all I had to do was swap that drive shaft, the U joint, yeah, pop right out, pop the new one in. But uh, we were just fiddling with Luke. I felt bad because I was like, "This is like typical Luke scenario, where his Jeep doesn't fucking run, and he only got one day of wheeling in." It's like we've seen this for the past two years. So I was trying to help. I was like, "All right, let me drive this piece of shit. Let me let me feel what's going on." I drove it down one little hill or up one little hill, uh, felt the problem, uh, but it wasn't that bad. Like, I was like, what are you talking about? Like, it's, like, I, I, yeah, it doesn't go past three grand, but you don't need anything more than three grand in, like, 99% of cases. Uh, and it made it up just fine. And bring it back, and he goes and takes it out. <laughs> and he barely even, I don't even know where you went, Luke, but you went down, it sounded like garbage, and then I see you coming back up, and the thing's barely running, just, like, crawling up the hill. <laughs> back to the cabin yeah. <laughs> and i was like oops uh <laughs> yeah sorry 
That's funny. Totally sucks, but quite funny. Yeah. Oh, was, overall, was... the morning wasn't too eventful for us. Hmm. No. Yeah, you didn't the... have me or Luke's ship boxes to break and slow everybody down. Well, <laughs> yeah, because everyone else was a competent wheeler. Yeah, apparently. Well, hang on. Hold up. I resent that statement. We bring the party. Yeah, I mean, the party of broken parts. I mean, <laughs> you're not wrong, but also... <laughs> <laughs> you do have to admit that, like, when we showed up multiple times throughout that weekend, we brought the party. I brought the party uh, at the beginning of se or Friday afternoon. Graham brought the party at the end of Sat or Friday afternoon. Graham brought the party on Saturday afternoon. Did I? You did. Yeah, well, what did he do Saturday afternoon? Did. We'll get to that. No, uh, I didn't no, roll again. He didn't roll again. Although there were a couple close calls after that. It was obnoxious. <laughs> it was like, now I was like, what the fuck? Now I just know where the tipping point is, and now it's going to almost roll like every other obstacle. It was annoying. Uh, well, no, no, it's it's just you now knew what the tipping point was, so you realized how close you frequently get to it. <laughs> yeah, it so, turns out it's pretty close. <laughs> I suppose we should cover Copperhead a little bit. I remember seeing trail. the Copperhead trail sign. I don't remember the trail. That was the trail where you banged your beadlock up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, yeah. Actually, that was pretty neat. I was worried about that one because, you know, again, uh, I put a drive shaft in, but my traction bar ripped clean the fuck off. And had I gotten up before 12 o'clock, maybe I would have had uh, the landowner weld it back on for me. Uh, but at this point, I just wanted to wheel. I didn't want to sit around and weld my traction bar back on just so it could rip off again or some stupid shit. Um, so I was just taking it easier. But this is this obstacle, I couldn't really do that. Uh, so there were some tasteful bumps to get up it. And I don't... I, I think... I don't know how um, Craig had made it up in his YJ... With Patagonias, but I knew that oh. because the Patag he had Patagonias that I'd have an easier time than him. I don't remember what line he ended up actually getting up. He was all over the place trying no, to find he ended up, Remember, he went and ended up having to winch up the hill? On that, that one was or the that second half? On the second half. Yeah, well, uh, I didn't even bother the... with the second half, I don't think. No, you bothered with the second half. That's where you bent the beadlock. Oh, I'm thinking of the third Did... part then. I don't know. There's too many parts. Did he winch up that? No, right. Craig fucking bounced around on there until he like almost put it over on its side and caught beadlock traction to go up because Lord knows those Patagonias didn't help him. Yeah, no, so <laughs> so he dug the fuck out of the left side and he ended up launching it up the right side and that got his front end up to the next set of the uh, steps and he just slid the Jeep all the way over to the left side to the tree mm -hmm. and then he pivoted off the tree and i think yep. i ended, i tried to go right but it was having none of it it would have been a throttle fest and i knew i didn't i couldn't do that so i ended up back on the left side by that tree and somehow i i don't know i don't think i spent too too much time there there was a little bit of like me figuring out where it had traction and where i could apply like some throttle and roll into it because i didn't want to just hammer it and uh you know, roll the axle roll a again. ton. Huh? Said roll it again? No, I mean, I mean, like, <laughs> at this point, I'm worried about the axle 
axle wrap fucking bending back and snapping that U joint. Um, yeah, because I mean, you that axle is wrapping like a few inches up and down. Oh yeah, no, I I believe it, and it's already clocked higher than it should be, so it's already in a bad position for that U joint. So going any further is just a bad time for it. Uh, so I knew I had to be careful. Uh, the left side, I was able to throttle it up. Somehow it grabbed traction, and then I don't know what the fuck happened to bend my beadlock like that, but uh, I bent you... the beadlock ring off, and it you know deflated that tire. Fortunately, so, so when you when you bumped it, you caught the uh, the tire deflected to the side a little bit, and the bead lock itself slammed into the rock that you were bumping up mm -hmm. and it just peeled it right back yeah so fortunately and it, i lost all the air in that tire fortunately somebody had a compressor and a hammer uh i hammered the bead lock lock back straight we filled it with air it's held hold it, it's held air i think it still holds air so i don't have to even disassemble that bead lock it's good to go um so well, I mean, it, it wobbles like a motherfucker. Yeah, now. Jacob was complaining uh, that my Jeep looked like a trapezoid in the back. Uh, so I don't know what the hell's going on. I haven't looked at it since the trip. I'll be there tomorrow. I can take a look and I want to check out, you know, obviously the cage and that rear axle because apparently it's something is not right with it, and I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah, you're, the the tire that you uh, hit the bead lock on. That fucking wheel wobbles so fucking much now, and that your Jeep just dog walks so fucking bad. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. I'm going to have to take a look. Well, I suppose that we should talk about the Cummins Choo Choo episode. Oh, yeah. Well, that, that was, was like, he was out that day. He wasn't out all Friday, so we didn't really have much to add, but uh, he was on it all through cripple creek that day when we went through it again uh and and copperhead that copperhead, i know Copperhead, he was more so on it because it was like muddy bullshit and he's got 43 sx non-stickies on it so he was just laying into that thing and every time he would lay into it he'd have to build boost so it wouldn't get moving right away it took a half second to build the boost. And to be honest with you, after watching that thing, I don't want a diesel wheeler. Ever. I'm okay, good. But did it have a stock turbo on it? It had a stock turbo, but if you go with a larger turbo, you're still going to be having the same issues when Who it comes to Who said anything about it. a larger turbo? Nobody. I mean, it's an HX30. It's a first-gen yeah. D250 motor. So you get... I mean, you could compound swap it. You could put a smaller turbo on it and then not have to worry about it. I mean, there's many options you can do. I mean, what shit, turbo just look... are you really realistically going to put on a first-gen motor that's going to be spooling quick enough? Uh, it's already got an HX30 with a fuel pin. So, like... I think it's an inherent issue with diesels. Um, well, you like, could also you, nitrous it, and then it would, it would pep up a little bit quicker. You You'd could. be out of that bottle in, like, half a day. Not just yeah. a little... You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Half a day. Using that nah, thing every two seconds. 
Oh, you don't understand just... just how bad he was laying into it. Like, he ended up smoking... Uh, I think he probably was hurting the bands in that transmission from the amount of ATF we were smelling. Um, or he no, just no, 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 no. It was a 727. A it, it, you can't... I don't think you can kill a 727. Easily. I don't know. No, I don't know. Like he was definitely giving out a valiant effort. Uh, it was leaking. He said it was leaking, and he knew it was leaking. Uh... So. It wasn't the transmission cooking. Those things are but, stupid. You can put probably mud water in there and probably still work. There's no overdrive. But, it's just dead simple. Either way, like he was running into this weird issue where because of the red line on a Cummins, you just like he was in this weird spot and I don't really know how to describe it as he couldn't build boost quick enough and he ran out of red line too short. He's got a. Yeah. Is it geared low or not? I think he said he had four tens. It's geared right? low. He's got a doubler. Oh. So even with the doubler, he was not able to build the boost because he wasn't putting the. Well, he almost doesn't need the doubler. He needs train. a wheel speed. At that point, you have yeah. to like. I don't. Know. I mean, a doubler is definitely nice for options as far as crawling. Like the thing's probably an absolute tank if you're going really low speed. But yeah, the wheel speed you really want to probably pop it into high and. I don't even think he said he was using low. I think he said he was in high. But then on the other opposing note, he was just not building boost quick enough. And it had an HX30 on it because it's a factory first-gen motor with a pin. Super cool setup, don't get me wrong. And I'm not shitting on that. I'm just shitting on the fact that unlike Jace with the LS, where when he wanted to put power down... He could put power down. It was the half second of delay before he could actually put the power down. That was the problem. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, said I have before. a five minute video on my phone where he's definitely putting some power down. He's putting the power down, but it's not like, you know how when I pop the clutch, the Jeep just launches. It's, he can neutral drop it, but there is still a half second of delay where he has to get the boost up. I mean, he he was he started in doing some boosted launches though. Yeah, well, those were fucking cool, and I'm not gonna deny that. Yeah, that's just what you have uh, to do. And I mean, at let that me point, tell you, he, that, that's when he was rolling coal out the stack and like. Just sitting there chooching the thing. It sounds like someone let an angry, deranged D9 loose in the woods. Yeah, oh. pretty much. <laughs> that's a good... That's it a sounded good really angry when he was just on it, and then he'd get off it, back on it, off it, back on it. Yeah. <laughs> it was just going... <laughs> it was just doing all sorts of crazy noises. And just billowing black smoke out of the hoodstack. I mean, if... If you didn't the hear the fucking Cummins, you would have thought the forest was on fire. <laughs> he was getting it, boy. And those front coilovers definitely worked. But the thing I noticed with that rig, and if we have him on, I'll talk about it with him. Um, and we talked about it in person, is just it, it really suffers from getting the front end over something. Once it gets the front end up it, it's good. 
but until it gets the front end up it, it's kind of a slug. Well, I, I also think that that problem would be greatly alleviated once he has the rear locked. That's what because I was gonna say. In, instead of having the locked front and rear where the rear is helping to push the front end helping. up. Huh? He had a limited slip in it and it wasn't helping. No, that was a gov bomb. Yeah, it well, doesn't even count. Well, I mean, that's the thing is, uh, even if a limited slip when it's working properly, it will still allow one tire to slip. That's the thing. But what he needed was a locked rear end to help push the front end up and over shit. Because you're right, Luke. Once he got his front end up and over stuff, it would just drag the rest of the Jeep with it. Well, but I mean, it was getting it up there. Yeah. And that and was the problem. You need both, right? It's not a. Like, if I lose. If I lost a hub in the 50, and I haven't lost a hub in the 60 yet, so it's been doing fine. Um. But when I lose a hub in the 50, it's like, okay, well, if I don't have a hub, I need to get one because things, like, it has, there's, it's got nothing. Like, you can't lose a tire, at least with the, with a Cherokee. I imagine it's very similar for a YJ or any Jeep, for that matter. If you're actually doing wheeling where you need need the control, is you need to have all the tires moving. Like, as soon as you lose one, you, you're just, you're basically out of it. It's, it's not what you're used to. You're not going to have half the traction. Uh, right. If, if it's not doing any work, then you're, you're missing out on a lot. So I'd be very interested to see how it did with the rear welded. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, there was, better. um, that down in the uh, Creek earlier that morning when we were going up the, uh, where we all went up on the left side there, he was having a motherfucker of time just getting, yeah, that, and that was be, that and that was because the locker. He just had he didn't have a locker in the back, and he had no control, so the rear would not drive when it needed to, and he'd slide. Exactly. He made it up. Where with I, speed. if he had a lock, yeah, it, but if he had the locker, his the very first time he went up and uh, tried oh, to go up, he would have gotten up. It wasn't that thing. That obstacle on the creek, that left obstacle, uh, was not a throttle fest. That was just a matter of. Uh, having traction, traction at all the yeah. tires to go up, and because he didn't have that, it was throwing him to the right side, and you know, not not letting him have an easy time. So, yeah. But anyways, I think a rear locker will definitely help that rig. Um, but can we move on to the night rod because that's where a lot of hilarity ensued. Well, I think at that point, uh, have we done anything else after Copperhead? I mean, we did that bit. And then I think I scooted back for I some reason. I think we reason. did lunch. I forget why I went back. There was a reason I was going back early, or earlier uh, than you guys. I don't remember why. Um, Richie, were you with me, or did how'd you scoot it out? I was with you. No, Luca took my seat with you. No, so I was with JB. Pretty much, I rode all day Saturday with JB. I think we went back for lunch, and it was kind of a group thing. I don't. Think oh yeah, we, we were hungry as hell because we hadn't really eaten anything. So we were like, "We're going back." Uh, there was another reason, but lunch was the main one. Uh, ate lunch, and was it lunch? I don't know. At that point, it was probably more like dinner. I think it was like four o'clock. 
uh, sat around, did did sort of the same thing, talked about, <laughs> sat around the fire, talked about the day, uh, drank a handful of beers, and then. Oh, I, I cooked all that steak. Too. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we had the steak. We had the burger. That, that, that turned into a fucking party over there. <laughs> it was quite quite the amount of steak we had. Like, how many did you bring? Seven, you said. Yeah, I, I cooked like seven steaks that we cut up into steak tips. Yeah, it was a good good time. Good food. Uh... Yeah, that I barely got to eat because everyone kept fucking picking at the steak. You didn't eat any of the steak? Well, that's a shame. Anyways. I uh, barely had any. I was mad. The, the night ride, what, did, what was our plan for that one? Oh, oh, we were, we'd been talking about Chadillac like the whole day. We knew we were yeah. going to it because they had looked at it earlier or something and they're like, we're going to go to Chadillac. So we went to Chadillac. Uh, I don't really remember the way there. All I remember was there was this really steep ass fucking like drop thing to go down to get to the bottom of it. And it it we, was a stupid steep downhill that just felt wrong to go down. Yeah, but we made it down it. Uh, drove around a little bit and ended up at the entrance. I think there was like a little bit of an obstacle to get in there. And then Chatterlack is basically like uh, three or four different. I don't know. How high would you think those say those were like eight foot yeah. walls? Not vertical, but pretty slick. It's like a mud bowl that you have to escape pretty much is, is what it, what it was. Um, and JB and Craig, I believe, were in the front. So they were in there playing around, scooting, you know, trying to find one that they could actually make it up because there's the straightforward one was basically a bouncer line. Like, none of us had any business on it. JB had, like, gotten kind of close to making it up with the race tires, but he so, had kicked himself so sideways. He, and he got, got to the top. He got to the top of that, and he kept hitting his it was either his diff or like the axle tube itself onto the large rock that was on the top left and i was trying to slowly get him to work over passenger to clear the rock mm-hmm. and his uh winch that he had hooked up to the front axle uh the winch line broke and the front axle unloaded and we kind of ended up falling down sideways and I totally thought JB was going to lay the thing over on its side from like five feet up, slamming my side <laughs> in down into a giant mud hole. <laughs> and I, I just kept saying That's to what JB, you get for being passengers. You always I, end up in the, with the short end of the stick. With I, the I kept telling JB, you better not fucking put me in that mud, <laughs> man. <laughs> it's all I said for like the entire time we were sideways. I'm like, JB... I don't want to be in the mud. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, you guys tried that one, broke his winch line, right? So then you scooted to, I think at that point, Craig had made it through. So you scooted out the one he did, I think. You did that far back one on the right. Yeah, Craig ended up actually going up after JB. Um, oh, so okay. Craig okay. went up. JB had already gone up it. JB was the first rig through there. JB ended up uh, getting his front end up on top of everything 
and he was just told to uh, bump it as hard as he could. And you know what? JB fucking did. He must have fucking ping-ponged on every fucking possible thing <laughs> that was there. I distinctly remember the ass end of the Jeep got launched to the right, bounced off the tree, then to the left, bounced off the uh, the stump that was there, that then sent him back into the tree, and then we ended up on the top, and JB's just screaming, what the fuck, what the fuck, because his <laughs> uh, harness came undone. Oh my god. Well, he didn't put he it launched- on properly, clearly. I didn't know that, that's funny. Yeah, his his harness fucking came undone. Jesus. But we weren't sure if the harness broke or if it just like came on latch, but it apparently just came on latch. Yeah, it happens. If you don't tighten it up right, sometimes it uh or if you don't clamp that. He's got the uh, the manual ones like I do, right? It's not yeah. lock. Yeah, sometimes if you don't clip those right, they can just slide out. You have to f- make sure it's fully down. Um yeah. So you, JB made it through. Uh, me being being behind those two, I was like, okay, well, let's put it on the main wall, uh, because I have I'm not no bitch. We're gonna try it, even if it's completely unreasonable for me to even get up it. Let's see if it has any purchase, uh, and it did not. Long story short, uh, I was sitting there uh, spinning tire. And then allegedly everybody was telling me to let off, uh, or about to tell me to let off because I was about to blow my U-joint, and I blew the U-joint in the axle again. So that is where my real wheeling uh, for the whole weekend ended. Um, Wait, you're you're forgetting, Graham. Oh, I know. Uh, You just had to jump into the fucking water. Oh yeah, I was I was I was gonna get there. I didn't jump into the water. Okay, this is a big ass ledge. I had gotten out. We had put the winch on. Uh, I had taken the drive shaft off again, uh, and I was back on the driver's side. And the only way down off these slick ass fucking, you know, southern style mud rocks was either to jump into a what looked 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 like a pretty shallow small puddle, or go to the other side around all the slick rocks I had just navigated uh, and basically slide off that side um, and down. And I was already on the driver's side. I figured no big deal. It's a small puddle. I'm not going to go anywhere. Uh, So I jump into it and it was not a small puddle. It went up to my knees and (laughs) uh, I had to, I don't even know what I was doing at that point. Um, well, the the splash was so loud that everyone stopped and started yelling, "What was that?" <laughs> yeah, just me being a dumbass jumping into the puddle. Uh, my boots are rest for the wet for the rest of the weekend. But yeah, we yanked me out with my winch, put me to the side. The rest of those guys got through. Um, Jay with the the tan XJ tried again or tan MJ sorry uh, tried that same wall and same thing there was just no traction so I didn't feel so bad about blowing my drive shaft on it nobody had any shot at getting up that it's just it wasn't the day there was no traction and the mud was slick so he winched up that the other guys and we had an RZR with us at that point or a, whatever you want to call them side by side um, scoot up one of the one of the lines <laughs> a bunch of guys were were helping him get up it was pretty pretty fun to watch. 
they quite literally threw a uh, tree saver strap around the front bumper. And while he's sitting there smoking the tires, they were physically pulling the thing up the fucking uh, rocks. I don't know what it is with those with those guys and, and like manually tug of warring a rig up or over or around something. That's what a winch is for. Just use a winch. I don't know why we gotta <laughs> throw our bodies in the way here and well, they they did eventually use a, a winch on it. Well, I, I would hope so after tug of war didn't work. You're always going to lose against a motor vehicle. Um, Listen, you get one little foot ran over and everyone starts in crying, you know? Exactly, exactly. But um, I don't want to get my foot ran over. Exactly. But that was, that was it for the first section. Richie, you went with... Uh, JB and those guys after I had JB was like I'll I'll drag you back. I was like no, you have like the most capable or one of the most capable rigs here. Uh you're going to continue doing the red trails. I have two wheels of driving power left and the trail to the right doesn't look like it's that bad to get out of. Uh and they told me <laughs> I had a way to go. So I was like no, JB, you go do that. We'll be fine. We'll just drive out and if we have any problems we'll let you know. Uh, or so, win. So, I I have to interject here, and just say that the rest of that trail took us a whopping like five fucking minutes, and we were back <laughs> at the cabin. <laughs> and JB's freaking out because like, oh, they're not here there yet. They're not here yet. <laughs> and everyone's like, chill, chill, chill. We'll give them a half an hour, <laughs> and then we'll try getting a hold of them. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> that was a half hour and a half, boy. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, uh, and uh, like I said, it sounds like the rest of that trail wasn't that interesting. But me and Luke had a hell of a time on the on the access trails. Uh, as it turns out, my Jeep cannot go up almost any incline. Uh, and unfortunately, the entire property. I know we've talked a lot about you know the layout of the property, but not really like terrain the ranch is basically on top of a fucking hill and the entire property is like a horseshoe or at least the wheeling property is a horseshoe around this hill with the ranch on it so basically if you want to get out you have to go uphill uh and we found out very quickly that even really trivial uphills were not so trivial in my jeep with only front wheel drive so i have to point out to our listeners that you are saying that trivial uphills is not possible with your front wheel drive Jeep. No, I was not. It was. I just want to say that the listeners know that you yourself said this. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I'm riding with him and we take off down this access trail. It's really easy. Um, and we go up to, we take the first trail that goes up the hill. He puts it in fifth, trying to pin it up this hill with a running head start, and the Jeep won't go. So we're like, all right, well, Graham, you want to go to the next possible trail? And he's like, eh, yeah. So we go to the next access trail. Oh, and we're booking it down down this this main road too, because I knew the first left I see that I can scoot up without slowing down too much. Uh, we're just gonna swing in and go for it. Well, 
uh, we were probably in fifth gear at this point again, going at a slight downhill for quite a while. And I was getting a little nervous because we kept going down and I knew we wanted to not be going down because I needed to go up. And the more up I have to do, the harder it was going to be. Uh, so we keep going down, keep going down, we're getting nervous. I see uh, it was kind of a fork. It wasn't really a sharp left, but it was just a slight fork up. And I was like, okay, there is a trail up. We'll be good to go. Uh, and I, I scoot up this and literally we go up. It goes around a slight bend and it's just a fucking shit Washed show out. of a washed out steep uphill, even worse than the first one we had already tried and failed. So at that point I was like, Shit. It's like we're a not gonna three make it foot washout. Yeah, it was not a small washout, but we were already halfway in it, and we had gone around a bend. I don't have reverse lights. Uh, it's dark as fuck. Uh, I, I wasn't going to back down it. I figured... I, I wasn't sure where the hell we were. We didn't really have a great map. Uh, like I, like I, I don't know if we've mentioned it yet. One, there's multiple <laughs> there's multiple maps. So in their defense, we picked the worst of the two maps. But this map was legitimately drawn with a pencil or a pen and crayons. Like the the <laughs> the trails were marked with crayon or pen or like sharpie and a colored sharpie and a pen, like to say, oh, this is where the trail is. And you, well, it's, it's map Rica, so you can like see your dot. But again, you're still looking at a fucking crayon map with a dot on it so god knows how accurate that is <laughs> so we're going up this thing right and all of a sudden it just starts to bog a little bit and we're just like oh fuck okay well try it again in third doesn't go in third up this washout and so graham's like do you want to back out or do you want to winch and i'm like i don't know man I guess maybe we just try and, like, winch up it. It can't be that bad carrying on. It was that bad carrying <laughs> Every on. Every inch required all of the force from that fucking winch. Well, <laughs> so, at this point that you guys are winching, that's when we finally hit, like, our half-hour cap. And so I ended up finally getting a hold of you two guys. You told us what was going on, and so fucking everybody booked it to their rigs and we just fucking like scattered into the woods just all of us were fucking rip roaring through trying to find you guys because <laughs> yeah, we fucked everything up by making it going so far away from the trail that we were told to take and it's and it's like <laughs> and the map i think luke even sent a screenshot of where we were on the map <laughs> but it doesn't help when it's drawn with crayon and missing three quarters of the trails <laughs> hang on we're missing the fact that I had to go, and I pulled the winch about five fucking times. Yes. With a tree saver in the middle of the pitch black wilderness with this fucking headlight that if Graham <laughs> fucking looks at the switch, the fucking passenger side headlight dies. <laughs> so I'm fucking running up, pulling cable as he's winching out. With the tree saver over me. And I'm like... <laughs> you did not look right. thrilled. I, I will give you that. That's why when you stopped, throw I wasn't like, no, fucker. keep going. Throw this fucker around the tree. Up to the next one. <laughs> Alright, let's go. Fucking another 60 feet. And so we were pulling ourselves like 60 feet at a fucking time. 
And I get back to the Jeep after like the fifth time and Graham looks at me and he goes, can I say it now? And I'm like, no. Oh. Can't say it now. And he's like, I want to say it now. And I'm like, motherfucker. Mike locks in the fucking Jeep. The fucking headlights are fucking dying here. We have and the people rock don't know though. where the fuck we are. You're not saying Wendigo in the <laughs> It seemed like the perfect time to test it Wait, out. You said it? No, Hold no, on, no. I just but came I back. Oh, okay. No, you I got goddamn close to saying it, and we're in the fucking Mothman area. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I'm like, you just don't fucking say it. So. I don't know if I told you this, Graham, because by the time that I got back into the Jeep, I wanted fucking a beer and to go to bed. And but I've been drinking it. I'd, I'd been, we had like three, and I swear oh, I had two of your witch in me. <laughs> <laughs> so, as we're winching up, right, the trees are like a little haggard, and I'm like not thinking anything about it. By the time that we got to the four fork, where there's two offshoots and then there's the trail that we were on where it kept going up that led to the horse barns um we didn't know that at there the were time bullet holes but... in the trees so like i'm not thinking nothing that much about it the first time because there's like one of them and i'm like all right whatever you know this is like an old farm property shit happens and it kept going all the way up and so by the time that I get to the last fucking tree that I'm tying off to, there's like five fucking bullet holes. I walk down and he asks if he can say it in the <laughs> woods. And I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. I'm not spiritual or nothing. But God damn it, this is not the fucking time to say it. <laughs> and so... I ended up sitting down in the Jeep. Graham's drinking the last fucking beer, of course, because, like, at this point... I, I offered it to beer. you. I took a couple sips. <laughs> um, but I wasn't going to take a beer that you'd already opened. That just seemed... That seemed rude. And, like... It's your beer. I drank your beer the whole weekend. You're free to take it. <laughs> yeah, but you brought me a, or a set of 60 shafts for beer, so, like, I can't, you know, complain that far. Um... And so we're like just sitting there waiting for fucking rescue to come. Oh yeah, we sit sat there for a solid fifteen hour. twenty minutes, and we saw headlights Half go by hour. too. And they, I don't have a horn, so they were like, we they called us a few times and and were asking us to sit on rev limiter, uh, so they could try and find us. And every time, from what I understand, that like they couldn't hear anything. Like none of them. So, heard it. so the only time that we were able to hear you guys was probably the last time that we had called you and told you to do so which was when we had gone all the way to the end of the trail that it sounds like you guys originally had tried going up and you couldn't mm -hmm. and we were sitting at the top looking at the sign that said camp this way mm -hmm. and that's when we heard the revelmenter going off behind us <laughs> And I was adamant, no, guys, they're down the fucking hill. It makes sense. They said that they went that way. And uh, JB and 
Jay were saying, oh, no, 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 we got to go up this left-hand side. I'm like, guys, there's no fucking way they made it up even this far. They're down the hill. So we turned around, went down the hill. We're fucking flying down the hill. And, like, up on the hillside, we see taillights. And everyone's like, that's them, that's them. I'm like, there's no fucking way they're up that. That is a steep-ass fucking hill. <laughs> he can't make it up a hill. So we turn up the hill, and we're looking, and it's like, yep, that is definitely the ass under Graham's Jeep. And then we hit the washed-out section. I'm like, what in the actual <laughs> fuck? So, you Richie, does it all make hill? Huh? Does it all make sense now? Yeah, it, it makes total sense. You know, I was able to figure out what happened, but what doesn't make sense to me is your guys' fucking thought process. Yeah, wait, listen, it's and, easy to say of, we're dumbasses when you weren't there and you didn't see our lack of visibility into that trail as we turned up. Oh, okay. So in, instead of winching up the... What we should have winched up the easy one. This would have all been avoided if we hadn't just... We had just road. You go further down looking for a fucking trail? Yeah. Yep. Well, because it kept going Total down. Dead. And from what I understand, if we had kept going, it would have actually gotten better as well. And we would have been down more by uh, Cripple Creek. But we didn't. We took a random offshoot on the side. Uh, and it, yeah. it was not... Uh, so, I suppose as we were coming into the tail ends of this... Um, we ended up having Jace hop or Jason hop in front of us. Well, JB took behind us if we had to get winched back, and uh, we hooked yeah. up one of those uh, kinetic ropes to the front of it. I look at Richie, and after Richie's finished hooking this rope up, I'm like, Smokey, and he just gives me this look of like, I know, man. That's the best way I can describe you, it. Passes you me looked, You looked so absolutely on the verge of death, Luke. Oh, he was very displeased the entire you, time. I felt bad making him winch. It wasn't it the winching like, that was the problem. It was the fact that it was it like... Was the wind dingoes hiding in the woods. Yeah. yeah. Um, it looked like if I didn't give you that cigarette, Luke, you were about to die. So I grab this cigarette, I'm fucking puffing it down. I kill that one while we're sitting there. He gives me another one. And I'm just like casually sipping on it as we start going up the hill. Sipping on a cigarette? Not sipping on it, pulling on it, I should have said. Um, oh, what the fuck? Sipping on That was the weirdest shit I've ever heard. Oh, dude, it was a weird fucking night. Cut pulling me some on things slack. and sipping on cigarettes, that's wild. All right. Well, uh, I mean, you're missing the most fun part here, which was uh, all the five three power dragging me I'm up. Getting there. Okay. So we get all hooked up, and the uh, jeep doesn't want to move. Graham, take it away. What do you mean the jeep doesn't want to move? Your jeep did not seem to want to get out of its own way. Oh no, because it has front wheel drive, and it's a fat pig, and. I was in first gear. Uh, well, so, Jay so was, so was, was Jay. not in first gear. Yeah, no, no, he was initially because it it was needed. Once we got past that first section, I mean, he was banging on the thing uh, 
and it's it's late at this point and right at the top i think was like the camping section <laughs> so yeah, well, we come so, barreling so up this like hill 10 30 11 o'clock at night oh, maybe yeah. even come, a little bit later barreling up this hill with two yeah, jeeps nice. sitting pretty close to if not at rev limiter you know tied together J- jerry <laughs> was moving up this definitely hill. on rev limiter yeah uh oh, and- he was and he, I mean, he was sending us for a ride. It was it was really fun. <laughs> you know, I'm like, okay, well, I'm definitely limiting him in, in first now. Let me go to second, and then he like shoots up more. I was like, okay, I'm still limiting. Let's try third. <laughs> at that point, we were cruising. We come popping out of the top of this thing at this, uh, you know, with all the campers and shit on the side, and just blast straight through him. And uh, I think he just dragged us the whole way back. Or no, did he? No, no, you guys disconnected. Okay, yeah, we disconnected. Uh, disconnected he, well, at, oh, uh, past the dog area on the yes, horse. Yes, yes, yes. So he he was he ended up actually uh, heating the motor up a bit much there because you know he's fucking going sideways from one side of the trail to the other side of the trail, dragging you on rev limiter. Yep. So no surprise, the motor got a little hot, mm-hmm. and we goes, you guys ripped up in onto the uh the camping area there and it was so funny you guys just fucking stopped right in the middle of the camping area and just <laughs> sat there chit-chatting letting his uh comanche cool off <laughs> he said what was it um <laughs> the dash is reading 150 celsius but thankfully i don't know how to read <laughs> <laughs> i forgot he said that <laughs> and he's, he's like got this super loud obnoxious beeping too yeah oh so here's another fun fact about jay he likes the grape duchies not to smoke weed with just to smoke the white white grape or just the normal grape right oh boy that's odd. so he's sitting there puffing on them with these like leds that sit uh, around his head like as a headband but one of them is shut off that goes over his like left ear and the right one's on and he's just like yeah I don't know how to read metric so I think it's hot <laughs> but <laughs> anything it's okay over I don't know how to bad. read anything over 100 celsius is bad <laughs> that's that's how the metric system works under zero bad over 100 bad and so he's just like sitting there smoking this thing i'm chooching down the last of the cigarette it hits the fucking butt and i put it out and i'm like oh my god is this night over and then we go back to camp and it was great. And oh. then apparently Craig went up that, and like everybody did their own little thing. It was hilarious. We got back to camp and they were all talking about, uh, you know, what, where they had gone and what random shit they had accidentally gone up uh, to get back there. It was just a blast of a night. Not at all what anybody was expecting. I didn't, like when I told JB to go, I wasn't like trying to like stir things up and make this a big ordeal. I just wanted you guys to keep going. I wasn't sure what the rest of that trail was like and I figured we'd be fine and, you know, Apparently that wasn't the case, and we were not fine. We should have just gone up that first section, but uh, so that made so the night for me. A, it was just just a little extra extra spice there. Yeah, just it was a good trip, sidebar. Man. I just looked it up. 150 degrees Celsius is 302 degrees Fahrenheit. 
That's a little toasty. That's pretty gnarly. <laughs> I don't know if it was 150 or whatever, but he said that it was fucking zesty and something in metric. I, and he I, said like 130, 140, but it's whatever. It was fucking hot. <laughs> yeah. Um, do we want to cover your guys' return trip? Because we've covered all the wheeling at this point. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, that, we, that we can do that easy. real quick. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we the, ended up, obviously we, we blew the drive shaft. So the next day or that night we had sort of decided us and JB that, yeah, we'll just scoot out in the morning. They were initially, everybody was planning on grabbing breakfast. Everybody woke up late. That didn't happen. Uh, as, as is usually the case, but, um, so we all sort of went out, did our own thing once we packed up. Uh, that morning we ended up leaving, I think around 10 30 and I think we had left, uh, we were starting to actually leave the area probably around 11, 11 30. Um, yeah, I, I, I think we officially got on the highway closer to like 12 30 or so. Yeah. But I mean, we, we also stopped, you guys had to get your Starbucks, like your basic white bitches. We needed some sort of coffee or food. Uh, we, we, we tried looking for a <laughs> we we tried looking for spare tires for the trailer at Tractor Supply. Oh yeah, because because I borrowed Tron- Sean's new trailer and it didn't have a spare tire. And I was like, well, it's a new trailer, so we shouldn't need the tire. But at the same time, anything can be in the road and take one or multiple out, and then we'd be shit out of luck. Um, so we were looking. There was a Tractor Supply, so we just went in there, looked for a tire. They had nothing. They had like wagon wheels and that was it so oh, and, an eight, and an eight lug trailer tire but like that wasn't going to help us it's a six lug trailer uh so we gave up on that um didn't do that uh and prior to very prior, important piece yeah i know prior to that important. we went to get gas after we had gotten coffee and everything uh went to go get gas we went over a couple speed bumps and my my voltage gauge dropped to eight which it's never done and i didn't really you know i was it was a little concerning at the time we pull over right next to the gas station because it was a zoo. It was filled with fucking people. Uh, and I pop the hood. And the positive battery terminal on the driver's side battery uh, is completely off of the truck. Like, it's just it's <laughs> yeah. jumped off completely just dangling, doing whatever the fuck it wants. So I was like, okay, well, this is definitely the problem. Hook it back up. No change. Uh, turn it off. Turn it back on. Back to full voltage. All good. Didn't think anything of it. I was like, okay, but the battery just came disconnected. And it fucked up the uh, alternator reading. No big deal. We get fuel, no difference. It was all good still. And then we start we start driving at this point. Um, so so a very important piece of information here is the fact that in the same general vicinity as the tractor supply, there was also a few auto parts stores. Yes, but in again, West Virginia again very important for later yes again at this point it didn't matter because the you know we had no correlation to anything and we were correlating voltage at eight meaning it's not getting any voltage because it's not reading because it's disconnected from the main battery is what my thought process was there was nothing in my mind at that point to convince me anything else was wrong uh and that we had a bigger problem then, once we start driving a little bit, I don't even know when the next time it dropped, but it did drop back to 8 again. Well, we, we noticed it uh, shortly after 
our first fuel stop. Well, I, I, I noticed again. it. Oh, that's yeah. right. You did. And then we, um, what did we do at that point? We kind of just kept going. Cause I, I mean, I've had enough ship boxes that don't show their charging correctly between the J20 and the XJ at various points in time. Uh, so I figured it was just a bad reading and it was, there was no problem. My little radio thing, which we have, uh, it's this piece of shit we got when we were going to Tennessee so I can have, Hey, it's beautiful. It's not a piece <laughs> of shit. You watch your mouth. It's, it's a piece of junk that we grabbed at a, at a gas station, like Rest restaurant thing, thing yeah. which actually had okay food. Uh, when we were going, going that way. So I could listen to something other than every radio station on the way from Massachusetts to Tennessee. Uh, and I've still got it. It's annoying. It makes awful talking sounds when I start the truck every time. But one of the things it does is it shows me the vo- yeah. It says the voltage when you uh, uh, when you first power it on. It'll tell you the voltage of the truck and whether it's normal or abnormal. And a little, it'll kind of chirpy if it's abnormal um, when it starts. Only when it starts. And it was never had never had a problem when it was starting. Um, yeah, because every time it would, every time we would turn the truck off and turn it back on the voltage gauge would actually have a reading on. Yep. And, you know, it, it was never down low. It was always up in the 14, 13 range. Like, there was no cause for any of us to be concerned at all. We keep driving, keep driving. You know, same deal. We make it all the way to Connecticut. And at this point, there's no more fuel stops left. Like, it's two and a half hours from home. And suddenly, the radio turns off. And this isn't, isn't or not the radio, but the music stops. And between that shitty Bluetooth thing... And my radio, and just various other things that this truck does, this isn't isn't concerning to me initially. Uh, I I go and I try to you know press play. Sometimes it just stops randomly. Uh, you know, look at the radio. The lights are on, but it's not it does playing that all the time. Yeah, exactly. The lights lights were on, but it wasn't doing anything. Uh, the little main reading on it is out, or it is intermittently out. It half the time it works, most of the time it doesn't. Um, so uh, you know. Again, not really concerning there, but then I look at the voltage or my little radio thing and I had unplugged it and plugged it back in and it said 9.7. And I was like, that's not the radio station. Did one of the LEDs go out? Like, is it just not showing right? Because the station is like 87.5 or something. So I was like, did it just get switched? Did it like, is it messed up? And then it dawned on me that that was the voltage. And I was like, oh shit. We don't have a lot of voltage till we just straight up stop. Uh, so at this point, and I'm Graham's like, yelling at me to fucking call JB. Yeah, I was like, we need to get off fucking now because I don't know. It was it dropped pretty quickly. Like we went from nine point seven to uh, to dead within the next. 15, like 15 20 minutes. minutes. Yeah, and that was yeah. after stopping. I mean, we might have been able to make it a little further, but uh, I wouldn't want to chance it. Uh, just knowing how, you know, I wouldn't have trailer brakes at that point. We got no power brakes. We got nothing. Like we would literally so lose I, everything. I it would not be think, good. I well, trailer brakes might work, but no, no. I I actually think you lost trailer brakes already. No, I because they were still good. Well, because by the time we got to the gas station and we hopped out, the trailer lights were all dead. No, they were still kind of on. They no. definitely were dim. No, I swear the they trailer were lights were not Graham on. Ever have trailer brakes? Come on now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the, they were working great the whole weekend, but yeah, for a, when, the first time when we ever were at the gas station, you had no trailer lights. Damn. Yeah. Well, I I swore we had something, but I guess 
uh, I wasn't paying a ton of attention to that. I was more focused on the fact that we're two and a half hours from home. It's 10 o'clock, like just past the cusp of, of stores being open. At this point, we I like was 99% sure it was the alternator because what the fuck else causes something to not charge uh, your alternator. So I knew it was, it was probably that um, or, or it was a bad connection somewhere, but I mean... I had no reason to think anything was was messed up with it uh, previously, so I don't know why a wire would suddenly cause problems. I mean, I, it can happen, but um, I it was the way it was charging and then not charging and then just finally gave out uh, was was enough for me to basically pin it on that. But we're sitting in this gas station parking lot after I had yelled at Richie to call JB, and he's sitting there on his phone like, I'll just text him. I was like, no, we need him I to pull off right the fuck now. I wasn't trying to text him. I was trying to call him because I, I did not have JB's number at the time, and I have never uh, directly messaged JB like personally. So I was trying to fucking pull his name up on Facebook so I could fucking call him. <laughs> and the whole yeah. time, Graham is like fucking screaming at me to stop fucking around and to call him. <laughs> and all I can do is, well, I'm fucking trying. Why, did, why didn't you just stop fucking around and call him? <laughs> the man tells you to do something. Fucking do it, goddamn. So we pull off at the and next JB, exit. JB was almost too far to take the exit yeah but he'd made it we pulled in right behind him we're sitting in this gas station and it's running i give jb the whole spiel as to what's going on i'm like if i shut it off that's where it sits for the night uh so it's still running it's ticking down i think like when it started we were probably at nine volts and then i watched it go to 8.8 then 8.6, and this is all, like, we don't have a gauge, all I have is my stupid fucking, uh, Bluetooth thing <laughs> to plug in and unplug and be like, what are we at now? What are we at now? <laughs> and, fortunately, there was a hotel literally right next to the gas station, but I was like, I don't know if I've got enough juice to, to make it that far. Eventually, I nutted up and got in the truck, pulled it around the gas station, pulled out no, on no the street. No lights or anything. Oh yeah, no lights. I turned everything off. I was like, we need to save all of this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we we like we're coasting into this uh this this hotel parking lot. It is the worst setup parking lot for trailers I have ever seen. Oh god, it terrible. is like a like a labyrinth of just like random little offshoots that go nowhere, like to like three parking places. Uh, so we pull around to like the one I can see that's pretty big that has some other trailers. Uh, I pull into like this this section with no cars on it. It's not where I would have chosen to park had the truck not died, but I literally start pulling into this to get out of the main of the road, and it goes blah 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 dead. And then we just kind of coast in. Everything clears. We're in our parking spot. And I was like, cool. This is where we're getting the hotel. <laughs> and JB so totally did not want to leave us either, especially oh, after yeah. Saturday night. Because <laughs> yeah, I told him to leave us and it ended up being a shit show. He didn't want to leave. But I was like, no, just go home. We're like half an hour from Richie's place, uh, according to Richie. Uh, yeah, well, I, I GPSed it. <laughs> Yeah, so we figured out, you know, logistics for all that stuff in the morning, put a new alternator in it. Of course it was raining. Whoa, 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 whoa. That does not give me due credit here. Okay. Give yourself the credit you deserve. I woke up early, 
And I sat there waiting for all the parts stores to open. And as soon as they started opening, I started fucking calling. <laughs> I must have called like 30 fucking parts stores. And not a single fucking store had an alternator in stock and could get one in stock before like 1, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. The only fucking store that had one in stock was 40 minutes down 84. Oh my god. Yeah, and our only vehicle so, at this point was uh, yeah, the two-wheel drive wagon strapped to the back of my plank on wheels that no longer can roll because it's attached so, to my boat anchor. So what I ended up doing was I noticed that my uh, that the maps on my phone said that there was a parked car uh, that was registered to my phone nine miles away. And I know that means that my dad's truck is only nine miles away. Uh-huh. So I GPSed his work fucking 15 minutes away, down 84. So I called up my dad. I was like, hey, how's it going? And I had my dad come down to our hotel from work, pick me up. I bring him back to work in his truck. And then I come back to the hotel to grab Graham and the alternator. And we go all the way up. 84 to grab the fucking alternator come back we get the alternator swapped in in the rain and Graham was making fun of me because I wrapped myself up in a tarp because I didn't want to be wet and then um, we we sat there for like it felt like an hour with my dad's truck hooked up to his truck both trucks idling trying to get the batteries up to full charge oh yeah because we still weren't sure like it was it was charging when I revved it but at the same time, the voltage was still like not at fourteen. It's just a lot for a an alternator to charge from dead. So we had to yeah. sit there with the truck, the trucks connected, and you know try to get things back to equilibrium. Uh, before I was like, yeah, let's throw it back on the highway and go the rest of the way. Oh, because uh, you got Richie still had to go all the way to your house to get yeah, his vehicle. Yeah. yeah. So you passed him. that sucks. I mean it's not the end of the world, but God man, that's what uh, actually we didn't actually get though, right? back until like four, three thirty. In the afternoon, right? Yep. Okay, yeah. just making sure. Just making, then, making sure my I, timelines are right. I left I left Graham's place sh- very shortly after we got there. Oh, because it was pouring rain, or it wasn't pouring, but it was raining, uh, and the the whole shop parking lot was a zoo, which I completely forgot about, because it was a Monday at 3 o'clock. Of course it's a fucking zoo. So I just parked it in the middle of everything, unloaded the Jeep, uh, moved everything, Richie got his shit out of the truck, and he like basically boogied from there. I pulled the truck out of the way, parked the Jeep, and I went it- and got the trailer. It took me like four and a half, almost five hours to get home. Oh, and traffic was fucking ridiculous. I don't know. We just couldn't catch a break. It would have been so much no, nicer. It, for, for me, it was, there was a few like pretty big accidents on the way home. And it's like every time the gridlock from one accident would start to clear up. There'd be another. I, we'd hit another accident. Jesus. Like yeah, it was, it was dumb. Uh, from from the shop to the, I think the Framingham uh, Plaza that we uh, first fueled up at Graham. Yep, that took us like what 
a half hour to get to oh, or that's so. Like a, that's like a 45 minute drive with no traffic. Oh, sure okay. So 45 like minutes. It took me over an hour and a half to get there. Yeah. Like well, just I, I that did the same call. thing, like right after you. And yeah, it was a fucking nightmare. It was just backed up almost the whole way. Uh, but like and just it, not fun. It, it was so fucking terrible. And it's like every time I had a bright idea of like hopping off the highway to try to cut some of the highway out to then hop back onto the highway, it's like every motherfucker had the exact same idea. Mm-hmm. So it's like no matter what I did, I was stuck in traffic. Fucking, it was pouring rain on and off again the whole way. Yeah, just a great but, way to end the trip with rain. That's always how it goes. We can never escape it. We almost did, mm-hmm. and then the alternator decided we needed to uh to get our taste. So, um, all in all, all is well. Truck still charges now. Ten out so. of ten would do again. Yeah, yeah, I would do it again. So, you know, this is obviously right at the tail end of things. What did you guys learn from the trip? Uh, um, to take voltage gauges more seriously. Yeah. Uh, to. Um, uh, I don't know. I guess that and that my traction bar is really fucking dumb, and I need to figure out why it's being stupid. Uh, because I'm not putting. Colin, you, you need a longer shackle. Yeah, I think that might be it. But I, I I'm telling you, Graham, that down. something in your rear end is fucked up. Uh, I mean, I haven't, I haven't even looked at it since I parked it, so I'll look at it tomorrow and assess the damages here and how we're gonna fix it for next trip. I don't know. I mean, that traction bar did survive through all of Roush, and we were not nice to it. It might have been like hanging on by a thread. Who knows? Um, but I, it's kind of annoying that I, it pops I, off I think there's something wrong with the rear axle, like its physical attachment to the Jeep. That, that's what I think. Because, yeah, I mean, maybe. It, the, your rear axle, because y- your front end is wider than your rear, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And for your passenger rear to stick out so much further than your front passenger is kind of not okay. <laughs> yeah, that's a little odd. I'll look at it and see what uh see what I can figure out. It's definitely got some things that need adjusting, but we'll adjust them a day before the next trip. Oh, perfect! <laughs> Just like rock lights, right? Yeah, yeah. I'll maybe maybe I'll finish wiring the rest of those. Paid for eight. Should probably wire all eight. Oh, those are cool. We though. we we didn't tell anyone about that part. No, uh, it's fine. this motherfucker. Because I originally said this, that we this should, should we not be a this should not be a surprise. You knew what you were getting yourself into. Mm-hmm. I I had originally said that we should leave at eight o'clock on Thursday. So this motherfucker start decides to start in wiring up his rock lights at like seven forty. Yep. And he that didn't finish until like nine o'clock. Now, mind you, at 8 o'clock, it was, like, barely even misting outside. And at 9 o'clock, it was pouring. 
And then we had to load the Jeep. And if we could not load oh, it straight, God. it would not load on straight. That was, like, at this point, the tow guys are watching us because we pulled it on and off, like, four times because it kept going to, oh, the, God. to the right. We, we looked like such fucking idiots, and I know it. Yeah, but it, it is what it is. I mean, it like, we could either leave it like that for 12 hours, 14 hours, or we could try to get it more square. I'd rather try and get it more square. Uh, it just wouldn't do it. It was it was really obnoxious. <laughs> it just kept sliding. Every, every time the ascent started going up, the end of the trailer it would just fucking slide all the way to the passenger side of the trailer so we just ran it like it was and over the course of the drive we got to tighten the 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 driver's side strap as it slowly pulled the jeep to the driver's side yeah <laughs> stupid that's fucking terrible <laughs> and the, you know what though we had the same problem trying to load the jeep up at good evening yeah because we thought it was just maybe it was wet maybe the trailer's at an angle and it's like grabbing weird no no it was just like that the whole fucking way but you're admitting to the fact that you guys are dumb yes got we're it. very dumb. no no so the reason why i mentioned this though is to uh give up give up my statement of there's something wrong with his rear end a little bit of standing because we would have it going onto the trailer like pretty straight and everything. But as soon as he got his front end up the trailer, he had to go like through the fender wall uh, wells because his tires were the exact width between the fenders. Yeah. And while his tires were going through that, that's when the ass end of his Jeep would just kick over. And it didn't matter how uh however far to the driver that we had set the ascent it would always end up hanging off on the passenger side that's why i think there's something wrong with the axle because every time it would walk over pretty much the same amount so like the the axle is not straight is what i'm saying poorly yeah well i'll measure it for you uh, next time I have a tape measure in my hand. Until then, you I don't better. Uh, and on that note, um, mention the podcast, and I'll cut a hundred bucks off the cost of my tires, which, by the way, are for sale. And they work incredibly. Okay. Pretty damn good. They haven't sliced a sidewall in the three years you've owned them. Yeah, no, I'm just getting rid of them to go stickies because I've been bitten by that bug. And uh, don't buy a... Ugh, God, do not buy a goddamn motorbelt fuel cell. That's all. Have a good night. You can say Wendingo when you're not in the woods, but not when Luke's winching you up. Did you say Mandingo? Don't no, say... it's Wendigo, you, Just you never, never say... Mandingo ever. Wendigo. Uh, don't say Mandingo. Yeah, I mean, right, I prefer yeah, you not is, to say that is, one. We're, we're done here. I'm stopping the recording.